What's up, YouTube? Hope everything is well. Today I have an amazing guest. I have John. John, it's a, it's a pleasure to, to have you with me. For people that may not know John, John and you have your time to make your introduction, but John is a messy collector, also like me. So I guess we share a big passion in in one player in particular. And like I was saying, uh, um, it's a pleasure to have with me. I think your collection is is beautiful. But share a couple of words with my viewers that may not, not know you. And uh, I will just say this uh, i think people will love to, to to give you a follow on instagram uh, special because a lot of my community loves pre-modern and messi is probably the biggest name on on pre-modern but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah tell a couple of things to my viewers that may not know you well andre uh you know it's a pleasure you know you asking me to come on your show um no my before pleasure. I tell you about myself i just want to tell you that it really is an honor I used to listen to your show on my way to work every day just to absorb as much information about soccer cards, but Messi in particular. So uh, you giving me the opportunity to actually come on your show and talk to you is, is a dream come true for a collector like me, because what you do for the hobby, what you do for uh, soccer cards is special because you take your time and you take all the knowledge that you have and you share it. And that's important because if you don't have uh, the time or the place like YouTube to share your knowledge, then not a lot of people are gonna have the ability to learn new things. So, um, so thank you for that. Um, well, my story starts like everybody else's. I was collecting, you know, baseball and basketball cards as a kid. I was nine, 10, 11 years old. I was playing sports. I loved all American sports. Soccer was, you know, nowhere to be found in my life. Um, my father is a big soccer fan, but, you know, growing up in America, um, I just didn't connect to it. So um, I used to collect a lot of baseball, a lot of basketball as a kid. Um, I used to PC Alonzo Morning, which his cards aren't worth many many uh or much money now but uh i kind of collected his cards like i collect messi today i had okay. about a hundred a hundred alonzo morning cards that's all i collected i stopped collecting everything and i just focused on one player 30 years later i'm still doing that that's just who i am i don't really diversify too much anymore i just focus on messi but um so I think my story is kind of like everybody else's where I stopped as a teenager and I started collecting again as an adult. The only thing different about my story is that I started around 2017, whereas everybody else started around 2020. So I think that's a difference between me and a lot of other collectors today. That's a big difference. Has, oh, huge, huge. I mean, I was collecting 2016 select in 2017. I was collecting 2017 select in 2017. Um, I wasn't really big into 2014 uh, Prism because it wasn't the new hot product at the time. Yeah. But um, so I uh, and I have to give uh, a shout out to my friend Ricky Rod. He was the one that uh, started, you know, called me up one day. He was a breaker, asked me if I wanted to get into a couple of breaks. I did. And the snowball effect is me being on your show today, you know, five years later. So, um, <laughs> so that's how it all worked out. Basically it's not 
very difficult. I used to just, you know, uh, break a lot with uh, soccer breakers with my friend Ricky. Then I eventually broke off of that because it's not really cost efficient to break as much as it uh, back in the day was. Yeah, it was a different like time. Two, Everything teams was were twenty five dollars. Teams were fifty dollars. Barcelona was a hundred dollars. I'm uh, I'm sorry. Barcelona was twenty five dollars. Argentina was a hundred. Now they're seven ninety nine, one thousand dollars. It's almost impossible to to enjoy breaking like you used to be able to enjoy it back then. Because even if you lost, you didn't lose a lot. Now sure. you lose a lot. So um, so now I'm just heavy into Messi. And it's not that difficult to love the guy. Um, his card prices are high now compared to they were before, but thank God I got in on some early. But uh, I mean, I'm 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 happy where I am. I love the hobby. I that kind of changed my life and the course that it was going. I never knew that I would be obsessed with, you know, soccer cards, obsessed with sport sports cards when I started back in 2016, 2017. But I would say the word obsessed is the proper way to put it. But, uh, you know, that's just, it's just the way it is. It's, you know, I love sports cards. I love the people that are involved in sports cards. I love listening to people like you that talk about sports cards. Um, I was a dealer for the first time a few weeks ago. Congrats. That was kind of boring. <laughs> and thank you. Um, I could say very boring but very fun at the same time. Um, talking to people from the other side. Um, it was it was an experience. And I, I, I would definitely do it again. I enjoyed it very much. But, uh, you know, soccer cards in New York City aren't a big thing. So a lot of people will pass them by. They say, oh, beautiful cards, beautiful cards. And they would just continue to walk. So um not much you can do about that i think california has a bigger a bigger soccer market i guess for soccer cards um but uh but it was still fun i enjoyed it very much no for sure um yeah i mean i follow you i'd say uh, for a long time already on on instagram or, or at least i have the idea of, of following you for a long time and um, one thing that, and this is actually a question I have for you, but I guess mm -hmm. I can, I can, uh, I can also say this now. One thing that I admire about you is, um, I would say, is not that uncommon to find messy collectors. I mean, at the end of the day, he's probably one of, of the course. players that most people collect. But one thing that I really like about you, because I see myself in you a lot on this, is that. Uh, you don't collect just ultra modern because that's almost a, a easy pet if you think about. I mean, it's okay, you collect the top scroll, the the prism stuff, etc. It's not that difficult to to understand that in my perspective. Could be expensive, of course, but it's not that difficult. But you also collect uh, um messy rookies, messy inserts, uh, cards from uh, from different Mundi Chrome, Oeste. And I, I think that's that's a for me a true collector for for Messi that starts with uh, his rookie year and also have appreciation for uh, uh, inserts from Mega Cracks, from Mundi Chrome, all all of that stuff. 
I, I really admire uh, admire that in, in you. So, without wasting any time, because this is actually a question, uh, mm -hmm. will be related with a question. Um, I know you are aware how this works. I will shoot you five questions uh, in a second, and you give me your first quick thoughts. Then we go back and have a longer conversation. Is that okay, John? Perfect. Okay. So, the question number one I have for you is. Uh, is a very simple one. Why messy? Um, and try to find the word to 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 define the reason why you collect messy. Just one word. Again, we go back and have a longer talk on this. But one word to define uh, um, basically the main reason for you to collect Lionel Messi. The one word. When you asked me the question, it was very easy to figure out the one word. I didn't. It's not my word. It's uh, Ray Hudson who's a commentator for being sports for many years. Um, and that word is magisterial. Okay, that's a and... difficult word, especially for me. That, <laughs> that the English is not great, <laughs> but that's... A... Ma magisterial. Okay. <laughs> Whenever Ray Hudson would say magisterial, Messi would make a great play and he would just say magisterial. Okay. So that's the word that best describes Messi, in my opinion. That's that's perfect. Yes. So the question number one, forget about Messi for a second. Um, I think it's I think it's fair to say that uh, the soccer card market have four goats: uh, Messi being one, then Pelé, Ronaldo, and Maradona. So my question for you is actually related with the other three goats. So Pelé, Maradona, and Cristiano Ronaldo hold one, sell one, and buy one. I think that's another easy question. Um, definitely hold Pele. I think okay. that makes the most sense. Um, definitely buy Maradona. I think uh, after doing some research for this episode, um, I really appreciate Maradona more now than I did in the past because uh, I never really got a chance to watch him. And uh, definitely sell Ronaldo. I would say his market is been slowly separating from the messy market. I think the two of them were very even. And then you can see a difference in price and now there's a major gap. So I would definitely sell Ronaldo. Okay, perfect. Question number three. Uh, now this is more in a serious note because the other mm -hmm. ones I also thought you, <laughs> would be fun for you and also easy. Yeah. But recently, um, and it was actually <laughs> one of the reasons I started talking with with you more for this podcast, I saw on your Instagram a couple of stories that you, you seem really concerned about uh, the market in general. I'm not talking... I'm not even talking about the soccer card market, but even the entire, uh, not talking about, I'm sorry, the soccer card market, but the entire card market. Why Why is that? Why you think that uh, we can potentially be uh, in, a, in, a, in a trend that uh, keeps continuing going down, basically? Well, your I, thoughts, I think... Your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so um, I think outside sources are going to... I don't want to say the word destroy, but are going to um, create a down market even more than the down market that we're already in. So I think the down market that we were in was based on um, COVID and all the money that was going in. And then the, the prices were sky high and they weren't 
that they weren't priced at that price point for a reason. They were kind of just, you know, uh, FOMO, basically. That was their only reason why those prices were that high. And then people started realizing, okay, LeBron James Chrome PSA 10 is not worth $80,000. It's really worth the $10,000 that it really should be worth. Now, separate from there, now we have the economy doing poor. And now that is going to bring, in my opinion, the card prices down even lower. Um, I don't believe it's from not having the interest in sports cards anymore. I think the interest is really, really high. I was at the national. But um, I think based on a global recession, inflation, stock market, um, correction, I think uh, I think that's going to have a, a big hit on the prices in the future of sports cards. Hey guys, so a quick pause on the video. Hope you are enjoying this talk with John. I had a great time, a Messi collector like me. And if you love the Lionel Messi market, this is probably a great podcast for you. So if you can leave a like right now on the video, I would appreciate quite a lot. If you can subscribe, that will also be great. But please don't forget that since at the end of the day, we are still a small channel and that can actually help a lot. So I also want to share with you um, my Patreon community a space where I put a lot of content and I would say one thing if you love my content on YouTube you probably also love my content on Patreon to join Patreon you need to pay around ten dollars is a good way to also show support to the channel but don't feel any type of pressure by the way because there will always be free, free content on YouTube that being said, if you want to join, I try to provide a lot of value there to justify the $10. I put a new Q&A every Wednesday and I also put the extra audio where I talk about the state of the market on Saturday. Anyone joining Patreon, Patreon will be able to ask me questions. I already have, I already answered more than 300 questions in the last couple of months and there is more than 60 Q&As available plus a good amount of extra audio. So if you join right now, you have access to all of that crazy amount of hours uh, if you like this type of content if you want to, to check an example of the last Q&A uh, I end up talking about recent bias in soccer all of fame potential and impact that can have for certain um, areas of the market soccer versus American sports cards market talking for example about the vintage being undervalued which was a topic relevant this week in the sports card investor channel and more so is a place to to basically talk about the finance side of the market and i have a great time there uh, the community is actually quite amazing so i also want to, to say thank you for uh, the the crazy amount of patreon members i already have there let's move on to a different thing like i said the patreon is ten dollars but one thing that is totally free is actually my discord community we are more than 700 members and we are still a fair i would say very new discord but we are growing Growing quite quite fast it's an amazing place to learn and share or even to just talk about soccer or let's say to interact with other collectors like uh, like me or I don't know there is a lot of great collectors there let's put things that way so both links will be below the video both links will be on the description so please check both if you want to join uh, Patreon or Discord like I said Patreon is ten dollars but the Discord there is no reason to not join since it's totally free let's continue with the conversation Okay, I mean, well said. Um, mm -hmm. 
but we go back because I think this is a topic that yeah. deserves deserves a, a longer a longer talk. So, uh, question number four: uh, Since uh, you collect both pre-modern and modern for for um, for Messi and Lagos, Lagos saying actually admire that that you collect both both markets. What is the best quality you see in pre-modern, and what is the talking about them actually the messy market but if you want to to make this in a for the for in general for pre-modern and modern for me that's also fine but what's what is the best quality you see in the pre-modern market for messy and in a modern market for messy for people that may not know let, let me just say one thing because sometimes i think that everyone watching this understands the modern pre-modern stuff basically pre-modern starts uh, on the 80s first and people on the 90s and goes until 2014 then was in 2014 the, the prism ended up getting introduced and that started a completely different era but yeah best quality for modern and for pre-modern especially for the messy market so um so you're talking about what would be the best product as far no, as no, no, pre-modern uh, no not that that's not the direction i want to go with this question what, what i want actually uh, to ask you is for example pre-modern uh, and i guess i can give an example of my answer if okay. that make, makes you a little bit more comfortable for pre-modern i see more history i see more lineage oh. I, I believe the cards of course okay they have probably less rarity but they also are much more connected with the history of mass in spain etc for modern the reality and you know this very well at the end of the day you know the supply if you collect numbered cards so maybe there is more uh, manufactured rarity but also uh, true rarity that, that that can give you a, a comfort of mind when it comes to pop reports and stuff like that basically you know one of the reasons why i love pre-modern is because they're not um, american-made products they're from spain they're from portugal they're from the uk and I love collecting stuff from other countries. It makes it more valuable to me that I cannot get this here when I was a kid and the the, the card was printed. And that's why I love the Campio versus the Campio because I love telling people that the card was printed only in, you know, Catalonia. And that would basically be like, uh, like, part of uh, a borough in New York where I'm from versus all of New York state, which is huge. Oh, so, for sure. um, that's one of the things I love about, um, the Spanish cards, you know, is that, um, they're, they're, they're rare in America. I'm sure there's many, many thousands of these cards, you know, sitting inside of binders. The condition is very poor. That's what makes, um, some of these cards more valuable than they should, you know? But um, as far as American products go, um, yeah, everybody loves colors in America. Like everybody loves to see the rainbow. Everybody loves the out of 50 gold, out of 10 gold, sapphire orange, sapphire green. Is, um, I think what makes those cards special is it's it's tough because it's only special because it's a different color it's strange but it's true i mean in a uh, way for example don't you think that uh i, I like pre-modern more uh, if yeah. if the price isn't being the same i would i would pre-modern for me will be always the, the choice but uh, 
I think it's, there is something also to say that the first top scrum for Mess, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we are in a in a space that is the card market and top scrum always have been a powerful brand in sports. So I kind of like that in modern, you know, that, uh, well, thank God we have top scrum. Thank God we have a prism right now because that makes us a more global market, a more American market. Um, so I also appreciate that, you know. I uh, I definitely see your take on the 2017 top scrum. I think the uh, the the look of that card, the design, is going to last a lifetime for collectors. I think people are going to look back at 2017 top scrum. Not, I think people like 2017 top scrum more than 2014 prism. In some ways, I think it's the more modern, cool thing to collect. I think 2014 Prism is kind of a little bit outdated, even though I think the prices of the cards are a little bit higher. Mm, I think okay. um, there's something about the 20, you know, I guess because the boom started around those cards, you know, the Mbappe rookie. Um, exactly. That, that, uh, that, that's you know, the reason. that really is what, you know, and, and like I said, when people started to get into the hobby, that was what they started to collect as the first big major you know um product that was and it wasn't even that major when it first came out but in 2020 2021 something changed in the eyes of collectors where they went back and looked at that product as the product and sure. um i think that's going to be embedded in a lot of people for a very long time you know um no, just I, based on I agree yeah like what Super Trout, I don't know if you saw the video of him opening up the case of he gets this red messy sticker and oh, everybody I saw. goes nuts. So I mean, crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy. But uh, I think that's, uh, I have a lot of that to say about um, one of your questions that you can ask me next. So we'll just keep it at that. Oh, for sure. And and this, this conversation between Top Scrum and uh, Prism, it's honestly a, a great conversation because I also think about that for some reason I feel like, uh, and we go in a second more deep into this, but I also feel like that people probably, at least again, I have no data to say this is true or not, by the way, but because actually mm -hmm. if you look at data, prices are strong for uh, for Prism. But I also have that feeling that people like the, the top scrum set more than they like the the prism and lately i've been getting more of that feeling i i don't even know why the, that well but i also share that with you i, I also feel that that's uh, that's true um so uh, last question and again is the same question for everyone and popular mm -hmm. opinion or take about the hobby basically or the or the soccer card market is up to you yeah so um i i i'm stuck between two so i'll just give you two quick ones and then um i guess we'll go half and half because Okay. Um, I couldn't decide. I could, I could, I couldn't decide which one basically. So, um, the first one would be, um, I believe that breakers have a place in the hobby. A lot of people hate breakers. I think what breakers do for the hobby is basically what started to get more people into the hobby. They were able to get in cheap. They were able to gamble. I was a little bit of a gambler. I started to gamble on sports cards instead of sports games. And then I fell in love with the sports card. 
And even if you're down 50%, I'm like, fuck, I still got 50% of my money. It's still not bad if you consider yeah. me losing a parlay and I got no more money left. So uh, so that was my mentality early on. Um, so uh, when I was at the National, you know, I'm sitting there trying to negotiate with a, with a dealer and behind us there's people breaking and the eruption and the roars and everybody's screaming. You turn around and then you look back and you're like, oh, you know, you you have this uneasy feeling like you're being disrupted by something you know but um but i think it has a place the whole screaming every time you get a car the whole screaming screaming like blez he just screams constantly it's annoying <laughs> but it has its place is that and i don't ever want to see it go away do dopamine effect right people yes. getting that um, but i don't uh, want to see it go away i don't want to see it go away i want it i don't know what it does for the hobby long term but as far as right now i think it's very good and i don't know about positive in that sense but it's good for the hobby um right. but that's kind of like a a boring topic because everybody talks about when the breakers are good or bad for the hobby um I see. To, to be to be fair it I feel like that's a what like right now because I also see a lot of negativity for uh, breakers that uh, they are running the hobby. So again, uh, I guess we can debate this a little bit late. Uh, um, I'm not that in favor, but to be fair, I always when when I, on my channel I, I share this like a couple of times that I don't like breaks that much. Because I think people can actually get really addicted, can create real, real problems in the mm -hmm. future. But that being said, look, I I also don't want to judge other people because I don't participate in breaks. It is not my thing. So maybe I also do not understand that well what other people um, can get from that. What maybe the experience is worth to 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 have that uh, to to participate on the break you know so this is is a complex topic to to be fair because it's For very sure. easy to see goods uh, and bads i also think like you said i mean um breaks generates a lot of views a lot of clips going around this guy got the one of one cristiano ronaldo or something like that mm -hmm. and that's also easy marketing that's also something that elevates the hobby in general uh, in terms of uh, awareness in terms of getting to to more people so i also don't don't think breaks are bad and that's it no i think it is much more complex than that I just think that uh, some type of regulation in the future could be could be good, but I also think we are quite far from that, you know. Um, so I, I kind of have mixed feelings, but but yeah, I, I think your take is also very very good in the sense that you ex ex end up explaining why why you feel that breakers are important for uh, the hobby. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you I agree. I think you have yeah. two takes, right? Yeah, I just have one more <laughs> uh, quick one. Um, I, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Sports Card Radio because I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but it, they're kind of like the card porn of YouTube. Oh, I, I um, know. I, I know. Yeah, I know. So what a lot of people, a lot of people bash those two guys. Um, they talk a lot of smack. You know, I think one of the things that you got to give them respect for is that they're exposing people that are banned for the hobby. And they're, they're doing it like card porn, but card porn is anonymous, where these guys, they show their face, they say names, 
they're not ex they're not afraid of exposing the truth and i think what they do for the hobby is very very important what they do by exposing the lies and the cheats and the ways to get scammed that helps other people not get screwed you know you don't know you're being helped but the knowledge that they're giving you makes you more aware of how you can get hurt in this hobby because where there's easy money to be made bad people are going to be entering trying to make easy money you know so um no that that's that's so for sure I, yeah and a lot of people don't a lot of people you read the comments and a lot of people don't like them maybe because they're a little bit smug at the way they approach their videos but in the end i think they do a great job okay um so let's go back to the question number one and we will revisit all all these topics um so I basically end up asking you one word to to, to define uh, Messi, to define one of the reasons why you you collect Messi. I'm not going to try to say the word to be fair with you because I think I will not. Be it's able not that to, difficult. It's not that difficult. <laughs> not be magisterial. magisterial but it, it sounds it sounds a lot better out of Ray Hudson's mouth than okay. it does <laughs> mine. He's a he's a Scottish I think uh, sportscaster. He played soccer for a little while no i actually um, actually i believe i'm I'm aware of of the, yeah. the document that you, you are talking about mm -hmm. so actually i will share with you why i love to collect bessie first um and I, I because when i'm preparing these questions i also try to think the answer i, I could have in mind if, if uh, someone ended up asking me that and um my word is probably not as good as yours, uh, but uh, for me, it's genius. Honestly, I think is it's just that I think Messi is is one of a kind, um, best player I ever saw. I also don't want to to judge Pelé and Maradona because in reality, I, I don't know. But for for the players I saw, Messi is is by far the the best one. I think Cristiano Ronaldo is is not. He's not that far, even if, if I'm a Messi, more Messi collector. I also respect Cristiano Ronaldo a lot. His numbers are, are insane. The, and I made a video recently about the best players by decade. And I actually ended up putting Messi, the best player I saw in the last decade, and was very close with Cristiano Ronaldo, because even in terms of Paulo Andorres, in the last decade, was very competitive between both. But the reason I ended up going for Messi um, is just Cristiano Ronaldo is the top goal scorer. But Messi is the top goal scorer and the top assists assister. So it's just something that we never saw uh, be done. Um, there is a lot of guys that score a lot of goals, honestly. And you see Lewandowski, you see Benzema, there is a, Eric Kane. But scoring a lot of goals, giving a lot of assists. And I also think there is the tangible variables that you can, uh, you can see what's going on. And there is the the intangible virus in the sense that uh, things that you cannot quantify that well i mean the magic that messi have with the ball that is not shown uh, on stats very well i mean uh, messi a lot of times picks the ball on the midfield and creates all the all the, basically is 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 almost a midfielder that end up finalizing yeah. at the end so i i always admired messi a lot because of that <laughs> 
and I think his market is amazing to collect because again going back to 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 to, to the other stuff you have pre-modern cards you have modern cards I focus more on pre-modern because I really like the history especially Messi have a lot of rookies so there is always something that I can upgrade um but yeah I mean uh, I I love to collect Messi nothing new to to you and and to, for for my viewers and I also have this idea very basic to to be fair that uh, if you believe in the soccer card market I mean you kind of need to believe in in Messi market in general sure there will be some cards that will perform better than others than others I'm sorry even if we start talking about these rookies for example and and uh, I think it's fair to say that uh, the Barca campeon in general the Spanish version the pop is a little bit to why at least for my taste being honest with you but then you have the the catalan version then you have the st sticker that are much lower pop so um is a market that i still have a lot of fun and i feel um even modern by the way i have some modern cards for for messi i have the top scrum i have the pioneer travel so i also enjoy uh even the modern market for Lionel messi but um, what about you and now you can explain more your thoughts well, like you said, um, the intangible things that Messi brings is probably what makes him so special. I think um, one of the things I said to Rodman when I was on his live was, uh, what makes him better than Ronaldo? Well, I think Ronaldo's the best player off the ball. And I think Messi is the best player with the ball. Now, you know, as far as... Uh, a total game goes. I think a soccer player only has the ball for 60 seconds a game. Messi might have it for two or three minutes, four minutes, but that's really that's really it. But a 90-minute match, you only have the ball two, three minutes, and he still is able to do everything that he does. You know, he dribbles a lot, so I'm sure he has the ball way more than, let's say, um, you know, Luis Suarez would have the ball for the, the amount of time in the game. But uh, I think he's the best player ever with the ball and I think that's what makes him the best player to have ever played the game um, I watched a lot of that just, just one thing uh, because you end up talking about this early on the video if you like Messi you probably also love Maradona because Maradona uh, Maradona life was a little bit crazy I was just gonna to, say that <laughs> to be fair so his career yeah Launch is is different times. Let's put things that, that yes, way. Yes. But uh, Maradona, in terms of play style, was was similar to to Lionel Messi, great dribble mm -hmm. and uh, picking the ball a lot on the midfield. So uh, just just something that if you want to explore the vintage market, you probably find more joy watching Maradona lights than, for example, Pelé. Uh, you know, of I, th I think and Pelé was. Actually... Pelé was more a Cristiano Ronaldo type of player, very strong. Um, genius also by, by the way but uh, yeah very strong was ahead of his time um, but i think maradona relates much more with messi even in terms of very, very short players etc so i actually wrote down that um before yesterday i thought that messi was one of a kind and um now that i watched a lot of maradona videos i realized that messi is not one of a kind <laughs> he's a he's a brand new version of maradona and so many goals uh, that Maradona scored, I watched Messi highlights and I said, wait a second, that looks like it's, the, it's the same that he's same it's the same exact thing. It's crazy to think that um, everybody says 
messy, 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 messy. And and you know what? Maradona said um, that he is my replacement. You know, basically. So yeah. um, he is. He's and the the fact that they're both Argentinian, the fact that they're both five seven. You know, I think Maradona was stronger, but as as uh, actually actually think small well, that Messi is. Yes, yeah. exactly. I actually I as think small as Messi is, he's still you cannot knock him down. That has it has more to do about balance and agility and John, the, the center that, of gravity. That, that is an interview, I believe, Fabregas that said that one thing that Messi is super strong is his legs. He's, he's actually very strong in his legs. That's why it's so difficult to put Messi down because Messi may not look strong, but if you look at his legs, he's actually really, really strong. Same thing with, with Maradona, by the way. Uh, yeah. They, they are very similar players. I would say one thing um, that some people may get surprised by, by this take I, I will share now. Messi, for me, is the best player ever. I think, without a doubt, Messi is the best player I saw. But I think in one day, in pure prime, Maradona is probably the best player ever. But he's just wow. in, in his day, you know? Yes. Because yes, if, yes. If, if you see what, what Maradona did in the World Cup 86, he's just insane. I mean, the guy basically had a team that was was not that bad as people tried to make, but also was not not, not that good oh. at winning World Cup. And with Nap I mean, Napoli, before Maradona was fighting to not get relegated, and with Maradona end up winning, end up winning the. Don't you think that that's what Messi kind of did in 2014, where the team was good? I mean, they had a prime Aguero, they had a prime. Uh, was a Maria. better team than Maradona, but I would agree okay. with you. If if Maradona end up not Maradona, I'm sorry, if Messi end up winning, but the problem is end up losing. So yeah, at the end sure. of the day, that there is always the. No matter if you go to the final, if you lose. For me, honestly, it matters because I still look at that. Look, Messi did the best he could at the time. If Higuain scores that goal, Messi have a <laughs> World Cup right now. So, yeah. Or potentially, better saying. But um, I, I feel like Argentina have a great chance this, this year, honestly. Um, not saying they are the favorites. But they are probably top five, maybe even top three, because I think France and Brazil are so good. But Argentina is, is up there also. So who knows, maybe. <laughs> uh, I think that uh, Argentina is probably going to go in to the World Cup with the most to lose if they do lose. And uh, I think every single player on that team is going to win and give literally all they got and uh if they get a few you know balls bounce in their favor that's really what you need you need a little bit of luck in these major tournaments it's not just no, for sure. a better team for sure and uh nobody is going to play harder than argentina the players nobody is going to play harder nobody has more to lose they have the best player in the world i hope not in his last World Cup. I hope he's kind of like Pele, where he plays a World Cup when he's uh, close to being 40, you know, which I think is very possible. I, I think it's 50-50 that he plays in uh, 2024, especially it being in America. That would, And I think at that point, he's probably going be, to be playing in America. I hope, mm -hmm. you know, he might be going to Inter Milan in a few years. 
Uh, by the way, I I don't think into into Miami. Sorry. No, 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 no. That I, I just don't think Pele was that that old. Actually, I, I could be wrong, no. but mm, I I don't think so. But, well, I but think again. the condition that Messi's in at what is he 35, uh, 40, That would be very very tough. But you know, Ronaldo's almost there. Ronaldo's uh, what thirty seven. You know, yeah. he's going to be playing for Portugal. So Messi, I think, is thirty five. So he'd be thirty nine. I I doubt it. Is 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 not is, less is than not 50, 50 but it's not zero percent. I agree. You know? I I just think that Messi may may quit in the sense that uh, you know what this is my even if he's playing Fair at well. the time he, he, he may not come to 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 the to to the Argentina squad. But who knows? I mean, that's this is pure speculation. <laughs> I think whatever he wants to do, they will make him do. I think if he he's still performing. No, I agree. Yeah. Peak. He's at the peak of his game. He's playing for PSG. He's playing for Argentina. He just won the Copa America final. Um, I would say one thing. He's not last, degrading. Last season was not the best for, for Messi, even though it pains me to well, say this I season. There was more factors that came into play than just his skill. Could could very well be this season. He's yeah. playing. He's playing much much better. I mean, a lot oh, yeah. of assists already. Already scored goals. So I, I'm actually really curious to to see what's what Messi does this season. Of course, the World Cup will be in, in two months, so <laughs> that will be probably the, the most important tournament ever for for Messi. But um, I, I I agree with you. I still think Messi have a lot in his in his in his game to show. You know, I think Messi. Cristiano Ronaldo is in a different situation. Cristiano Ronaldo seems a little bit more um, in a really downtrend than than Messi, but um, this season is super important for Messi, and I think you you agree with that, right? It's a major season for Messi yeah. because of what he did last year. I don't see him performing. Uh, his numbers weren't great, but I think the, his, his personality kind of made him take a step back. You know, he was playing with uh, Mbappe, he's playing with Neymar. The atmosphere, you know, I think he gets affected greatly by the atmosphere. So I think uh, if he's unhappy in a situation, he might not perform as well. But he also did, he actually said his own words that he was going to take a step back from trying to score goals and try to be more of a facilitator and, you know, become more of an assist guy, which he's so good, he could basically just change how he wants to play at any time. And that's kind of what he did. He he uh, he had a lot of assists last year in a very few games that he played. So Gun. it wasn't like at Xavi. Yeah, it wasn't uh, like it was an accident. No, for sure, that he uh, played uh, poorly. He kind of did it on purpose in a way. And, and the, a fun thing about I actually related with that was when Messi was playing on the at the the, the Tiki Taka Barcelona with Xavi Iniesta. I remember um, a old interview of Xavi. That they end up asking, oh, um, do you think uh, Messi is the best ever? And he said yes. Do, do you think Messi uh, could could in the future do uh, <clears throat> what you do, make make your position in in the field? And he said, if Messi wants to make my my job, Messi is the best player in the world at my position. He really believed that if Messi <laughs> wants to become a midfield, Messi is the best yeah. midfielder in, in the world. So Messi and. 
that could be a problem with players like and we are seeing that right now to be fair with Cristiano Ronaldo that they rely so much on, on the power uh, speed that with age that that stuff starts go starts getting uh, starts going away basically yes and Messi quality with the ball I mean, maybe a little bit slower than it was 10 years ago. I think that's also normal, but he's still there. He's still a player that can change the game um, quite, quite easy. So, I think that's what makes Cristiano Ronaldo uh, so good at what he does because he's never gotten to the point where he can't perform at his peak. And, and uh, what makes these guys so special is that they were able to stay healthy for so long, which is very you know, uh, obviously important if you want to be a professional athlete is if you're not healthy, you're not on the field. You're not on the field. You're not improving your game. If you're rehabbing a knee injury or an ankle injury, your touch is not the same as it was. Your conditioning is not the same. So you step onto the pitch and then you're just not yourself. And it takes a little bit longer for you to finally get to that, to that point where you're comfortable with yourself and you're at your peak again and then you have to stay healthy and then mm. perform it's kind of what Dembele is doing right now Dembele was always hurt and then he gets onto the field and then he just just looks terrible but you see him at Dortmund and he just was doing extraordinary things with the ball now he's kind of been healthy for a year now he looks good actually. playing at his peak again yeah. he looks great he looks phenomenal and uh He's matching up perfectly with Lewandowski. I think Barcelona looks great, but I not to change the subject off of Messi, but I'm saying that's what makes them so good is what what happens in the ballet was what happens to a lot of athletes. And, you yeah. know, maybe their conditioning isn't as good or maybe they're not into eating right or um, working out right. And I think uh, what Messi and Ronaldo do, and you have to be a little bit lucky also, especially the amount of times that Messi is been taken out you know is that they both were able to uh not sustain injuries kind of like the brazilian ronaldo you know i know you speak a lot about him having that injury sure. and kind of changing the course of his his career i mean how long has messi been in your opinion how long has messi been at the peak of his you know athletic ability has it been 10 years like that's insane it's kind of like LeBron. LeBron is still probably more than ten years, performing. actually. Yeah, Be because it, because in, in two thousand and seven, Messi made top three Ballon d'Or. So at, even at a, if, if if you <laughs> yeah. make top three Ballon d'Or, you are already yeah. playing at a top level. And um, I would say again, last season was not the best, but until twenty. 20, 20, 21, Messi played at the top of his game. So could be between 10 to 15 years in, in my perspective, honestly. So um, I think it gets a little bit more to debate, but again, it's crazy. And to be fair, same for Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo, again, this season is not looking that great for him, but Cristiano Ronaldo always has been performing at the top of his game. And I also think we'll see more of this in the future people i, I see it like that oh these guys these two guys are special and they are special without any type of doubt 
but I also think players will start uh, playing longer because of science, basically. They they yeah. have much more uh, knowledge right now that they had in the past. In the past, I remember a player with 31 years old was done, basically. Right <laughs> now, 31, 32 is, is when a lot of players end up actually eating their prime. So um, I think different times and we'll see more players having long as good as Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, that that's more difficult, of course. But I think players will, will play will play long. And uh, if Ronaldo, the Brazilian one, had that injury now, will still be an awful injury. But I feel that they will be able to 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 solve the problem, you know, or at least in an easy way that they had because Ronaldo. I believe was almost two seasons without playing. Nowadays, that wow. seems that seems almost crazy even to think about two seasons. I mean, maybe yeah. one season, but any other is is back. So again, this is my this is speculating to a certain point, but I think science is 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 much better right now. So, um, so I just the, want to say one more thing about Messi. Um, sure. I tell people, as as good as he is, he's I don't maybe this I'll be able to say it right or wrong, but uh, he's only a little bit better than other professional soccer players because he's this much quicker. He's this much faster. He's able to get the ball this much past the defender. He's not Superman playing with mortals. He's just a little bit better and that little bit makes him get the ball between two defenders you know a lot of times you see him he'll take a shot and the defender his foot is this close to blocking the ball but because he's that much quicker his decision making yeah, yeah. is that much quicker he's able to do the things that he's able to do and it's a it's a game of inches exactly. but to Messi, it's a game of centimeters so <laughs> that's why he is so good in my opinion yeah it's the same thing if is uh, for example if you watch the uh 100 meters the the the, the sprint I mean, at the end of the day, they, if you yeah. look just at the I seconds, the, all of them are, are very close. But the one that wins is a huge difference for for the last one or even for the second a lot of times. So, at top, uh, the when you are talk when we are talking about the 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 top of the mountain, basically things are no, all the players are amazing at the end of the day. But even if you are just a bit faster, a bit stronger, that makes a huge difference, um, especially exactly. in, in the long run in, in your career. So the question number two um, was, I said, forget about Messi, uh, buy one, sell one old one. And you said uh, old Pelé, buy Maradona and sell Cristiano Ronaldo. Let's start with actually Cristiano Ronaldo. Why do you think this could be... Again, you are forced to choose, so maybe your perspective is not even that you want to sell Cristiano Ronaldo. But why you end up putting Cristiano Ronaldo at selling? Uh, well, I think some cards long-term are holds for Cristiano Ronaldo. I think his rookie card, of course, is number one. Um, his sticker is number one that you, I would not sell. But um, all of his other modern and pre-modern, um, like his Manchester United cards, I think are popular. 
But um, if I had the choice, I would be selling those right now. I think his stock is down. And you also don't want to sell a card when the stock is down. But I don't, I think the amount of cards also that are on the market for Ronaldo are a lot higher. You know, the quantity of cards, especially his autographs. He's got way more autographs than Messi does. Um, I think his career is on the tail end, even even though I'm sad to see it. I don't think he should be sitting on the bench. I think that he should be playing a game on a team somewhere and still scoring goals. And I think that would help his market right now. But um, it's been a slow decline over a year. Obviously, because the market's been down. So even Messi cards have been down. But you can see the gap widening between the Messi prices and the Ronaldo prices. Because a lot of times you would say, let me find a comp for this card. And you would say, I can't find a comp for a Messi. But Ronaldo sold for 1000 So I'm putting the Messi at around 1000 Now, if you see a comp where Ronaldo's 1000 Messi's 1500 You know, so the gap is widening. Um, I think uh, Ronaldo collectors, I think they're a different breed of people. I don't think uh, you put a Messi collector and a Ronaldo collector. I don't know if they they match too well psychologically. There's something about loving Messi and thinking that he's the best player in the world. And then there's something about um, loving Ronaldo and thinking that he's the best player in the world. I think there's two different types of people that think that way. So, I, agree with, um, I agree with that, by the way. Yeah. I, I also yeah, think so, that that's true. So um, I would, you know, and I'm, I have a few Ronaldo cards and the Ronaldo cards that I own are from uh, sets where I wanted to match the card with the Messi. So I, early in my collecting years, when I restarted, uh, if I had a Messi, I needed a Ronaldo because I didn't really hate Ronaldo. I just didn't really want to collect his cards. I didn't want to put my money into them. Um, plus, I was a Barcelona fan. So anything that he did was kind of like a sour, you know, sour taste. But uh, so I needed Messi and Ronaldo. If I bought a Messi card and I saw that it was a Ronaldo version, the two of them together was really it felt like a piece of the puzzle was oh, connected, yeah. you know? Um, but then you started to see his prices slowly, slowly, slowly decline. And um, changing teams, he went to Juventus. Not a lot of people like his cards in a Juventus jersey, I think. And even though what he did for the Italian fans in Italy, I think it was great to see. He, he played amazing. He played amazing. Yeah, he was, he was, but... yeah, he was great. He was still at the peak. He was still scoring goals like crazy. But he does change the culture on the team a little bit. You know, I think uh, there's a video of him cursing and screaming in the locker room. You can find uh, it yeah. somewhere. And it's just not a good look, you know. And um, it's just uh, you would never see Messi disrupt but don't, don't you that way. But don't you think that's not a good look because you like Messi more? Because put, put things this way, if you are a Ronaldo fan, maybe you actually like that attitude. You know what I'm trying to say? Maybe think, oh, look, Ronaldo is mad. Ronaldo is the only player trying to win. <clears throat> yeah, no. So I it, agree 100%. You know what I'm yeah. trying to say? I think is maybe 
me and you, we have that perspective. But if you are, instead of <laughs> Messi collector, you are a Ronaldo collector, you think, no, no, Ronaldo at the time was completely right about that. So I think yeah. it could be about perspective, honestly. Um, I, I love Ronaldo's determination to want to win every single thing that he does. Like, he wants to win. And um, I think more people, I, I let's just say uh, as a parent, I have a son who's playing soccer right now. Who would I want my son to be on the field as far as personality goes? So you have Ronaldo. He's fiery. He's strong. His spirit is just, you know, um, very, very unbreakable and then you have Messi who's very unassuming you don't know what he's going to be like you know everybody says oh he walks around the first five minutes and he just watches and he just, and he's very boring the first couple of minutes of a game and Pep said he's just watching everything and kind of examining in a way and um it takes him a little bit while to to get started and all that which I don't believe I think it's just um what can you you know he he starts the game and he had, he had the assist within eight seconds for uh PSG the other day so I think that's just kind of like a, a weird thing to say about Messi how he's doesn't do anything the first five minutes which I don't believe it's just <laughs> the way Barcelona plays Barcelona doesn't really do much in the first five minutes they just kind of like just pass the ball around and get warmed up right so but uh as far as as a parent I would want the best of both qualities in my son but that would be impossible to have you know, but um, but when I see kids act like Ronaldo on the field, it looks bad. When I see kids, I would say ball hog like Messi, where they dribble, 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 and they don't pass. It kind of looks bad as well because everybody wants to be like Messi, but nobody's like Messi, you know, so it kind of takes away um, just a. I've always thought this in a way, and a lot of people say that um, uh, go to Steph Curry. In a way, Steph Curry ruined the game of basketball for kids because all the kids want to do is shoot three-pointers, and that's not the game. So now as a coach, you're coaching 10-year-olds. Everybody wants to be on the perimeter shooting threes because that's what the greatest player in the world today is doing. But that's not how soccer's played. I mean, that's not how basketball played. Basketball's just passing, 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 find the open man, shoot. Same thing goes with soccer. Messi, everybody wants to be like. So everybody wants to dribble past five defenders. And that's not the way soccer's played. So in a way, Messi, as much of a fan is, but in, in a way, he kind of ruined the way the game is played for children psychologically because everybody just wants to dribble like a snake through five people and then all the kids are just standing there because i've been watching youth soccer for for many years and everybody wants to wear his messy shirts and uh in a way he kind of changed the psychology of the game for children is that everybody wants to just dribble 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 and there's only one person that could do that and that's him and nobody else so um but as far as who i would want to see i would rather have my son 
because my son is more like Messi in a way. He's very calm on the pitch. I would want to see him more fiery. Yeah. And but also not complain as much because I think Ronaldo just complains uh, about that. Much. About that. Um, actually, I was talking about this. Uh, yes, I believe yesterday or something. Maybe not yesterday, but this week on uh, on Discord, and I was telling uh, w- one of the people there that I actually admire Cristiano Ronaldo more than I admire Messi, even mm-hmm. though I think Messi is a better player. Because the thing with Messi is. Of course, he's very good, no doubt about that, but his talent is is not something that we explain very well, you know. But Cristiano Ronaldo, you can explain much better. You know what? This is a this is a man that always believed that he could compete with the best, uh, made a lot of sacrifices. Not saying that Messi did, did not do that because Messi also made a lot of sacrifices, but I think Cristiano Ronaldo could be more uh, an example to all of us than Messi because of... Yeah, Messi have a lot of God-given talent, you know, and Cristiano mm-hmm. Ronaldo, of course, have a lot of talent, but even Cristiano Ronaldo says this was a lot of hard work. So if you want to teach that to, to a kid, I think, look, hard work, maybe you are not the best at this, but you can become the best one day. So I think it's a little bit easier to admire Cristiano Ronaldo, even though I still think Messi is a better player, but I still admire. And I'm Portuguese, so I, of course, I also... Uh, I, like... I, I understand exactly what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, I also uh, have tremendous respect for Cristiano Ronaldo. I think Cristiano Ronaldo is, without a doubt, one of the best players ever. And if it's much easier to admire Cristiano Ronaldo, because... Man, the man fights against the world a lot of times. Uh, FIFA at one point was not the... Uh, he had a couple of rounds with FIFA. FIFA had a lot of corruption. So he's a player... Maradona, honestly, was similar on that because Maradona was also against the world. But Maradona also had the, the God-given talent. So was more a mix uh, at the end of, of the day. And one of the reasons Maradona was also so popular was the personality. Maradona was like, you love him or you hate him. There is not in between, you know, even not related with this, but even in terms of his political ideas, you know, he was uh, uh, friends with Fidel Castro, so very far left. Uh, some people love that, other people cannot relate with that at all, you know, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> basically. I, I think if they were to make a movie and they would have based it on Ronaldo's life, a real movie, like with actors and all that, not a documentary. I think it would be a great movie because of how he grew up and the story of, you know, maybe having to work extremely hard to getting to where he was um, with his mother raising him and his father not being there and, you know, uh, just not being the best player at all the time like Messi was. Messi was always the best player. He was always the best you know, player on his team from the age of, let's say, 13 when he started Barcelona up until he became a professional. He was always supposed to be the greatest. That's true. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to watch a movie about how a kid is so great and he's still great. Everybody wants to see the adversity, uh, adversary, uh, of especially seeing a kid with not the most talent in the world seeing a professional athlete. I mean, when he was playing for, uh, was it Lipson? Uh, uh, Sporting Lisbon, yeah. 
Yeah. So um, I don't know what kind of player he was at that point. I mean, I'm, he must have been good because United picked him up. No, yeah. Good but was he supposed to be one okay. of the greatest players? Did they see him that way? Uh, more or less. Let, let me explain okay. why. Cristiano Ronaldo, in terms of talent, the, the scouting team always said, this kid is special. But Cristiano Ronaldo was the was not the most special. For example, in uh, at in in, in his team, but uh, not Barcelona, Sporting, um, Quaresma was more talented than Cristiano Ronaldo. So people thought Cristiano Ronaldo probably will be a very good player in the future. But Quaresma is the guy to 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 become wow. one of the best ever. And Quaresma's career was was a decent one, but nothing mm -hmm. special. And uh, even even at United, at one point, people thought when Rooney was the man, not Cristiano Ronaldo. So Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, for a long time, always had to fought against uh, 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 you know against all of this that. But Messi, in the other end, also had a little bit of that because Messi in Argentina was not finding his way, ended up going to, to Barcelona, and Barcelona had, had to take a risk on him. So I think both can have great stories, but you are correct that in general, um, Cristiano Ronaldo ended up fighting more against uh, against the world, against uh, problems that, okay, I, maybe I'm not the best, but I will try to, okay, you guys think he's Rooney, so <laughs> check this out. Yeah, and, uh, yeah but that, that, that's true, honestly. I think there's no doubt in anybody's mind as as much as you dislike Ronaldo as much as any whoever dislikes Ronaldo whoever that person is because I don't really dislike him I just don't want to collect his cards basically you know but um I think he's a champion no matter well, what you say I he's way, a I, true champion I love Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo let, let me put this mm -hmm. out there actually I, I and I also collect Cristiano Ronaldo I, I'm just honest with myself I think Messi is the best player ever but I also think Cristiano Ronaldo is is an amazing choice if you want to and I think he's a good greatness. person off the field I think he doesn't get a lot of credit for that I think what Ronaldo does off the field I think he does more off the field than Messi does off the field in a way Messi's more secluded he's more family man he's he's more shy you know, right He's shy. He doesn't really expose himself too much. Ronaldo is really out there. But I think what Ronaldo does, he gives you a glimpse of his life in a way. You know, he puts himself out there. Um, I don't think it's showboating. I think he just has everything that everybody wants in their life. You know, he has the, the yachts and the, the, the planes and the beautiful homes. And he's also a family man. Yeah. He loves his kids. He loves his wife. Um, he's a family man, Ronaldo. So he's not, I think he gets a lot of negativity with how he acts on the field. But off the field, I think he's probably different. I think he's a different person. You know, I, and I know you like uh, TCG. So I kind of told my son, because uh, he likes uh, Pokemon. He's not a big sports card collector. And I'm probably going to make mess this up, but... Um, you could probably fix this this analogy for me. So I said, when you're off the field, you know, if you want to be um, the the regular Charizard, <laughs> you know, the regular. I want you to help me figure this one out. Be the regular Charizard. But as soon as you cross that line, I want you to turn into whatever Charizard turns into. You know, when he gets mad or whatever, whatever. It, you know, I want you to help me out. So, but that, so I, I want him to be the. <laughs> okay. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? No, I understand, but. Uh... And by the way, I, I 
Pokemon is actually a market that I don't follow that that close okay. as, for example, Magic. But I actually don't think Charizard turns in. <laughs> I think Charizard okay. is, is, is the top he, of He's Charizard is Charizard. Yeah. Okay. I want him to, to but, but change I get, I get your his point, personality. Yeah. So I want him to be whatever Pikachu is. And then I want him to turn into... Raichu, I believe. <laughs> whatever Pikachu turns into when he gets angry. Like, don't piss off Pikachu. When you piss off Pikachu, he turns into this this other character. That's who I want my son to be when he steps onto the field. You can be okay. whoever you are off the field. But when you go on the field, and that's kind of what Ronaldo does, I think. Ronaldo turns into this, this person. That this fiery, aggressive, you know, athlete. But I think off the field, he's a little bit different. I could give him that at least. At least that's how I perceive him. Messi, I think, is kind of like the same. Messi doesn't seem to have changed his personality on and off the field. Once he gets the ball to his feet, it's almost like, you know, you pull the string and you take, you you know, and he takes off, you know. So he does, once he gets the ball to his feet, he does change a little bit, like something clicks and he becomes this superhero-like player. No, I mean, yeah. Um so um basically i guess you explain why old not old sell ronaldo um but what is the reason to to sell to uh, in this case buy maradona and old pele well i think uh if if i think maradona cards are cheap i right agree now, that. <laughs> i mean a lot of them are very cheap i don't know about the pre-modern cards but i know there's a lot of his autographs on the market I think a lot of his his for to get a Maradona autograph, even though some are stickers, but you could still get an on card autograph for a couple of thousand dollars, which is probably not a lot of money for somebody as great as he is and who is no longer alive. Yeah, so, he's, he's the only one not signed signing right now from all the three. So yeah, so um, I think Pele is his prices now that everybody, you know, he might be uh, in the hospital, he might be sick, that I think a lot of people are jumping on his cards. So his prices have jumped up dramatically. So buying his cards today versus two years ago, major difference. Um, I remember his flawless auto, maybe 500 or $1,000. Now it's going for, I don't know, crazy, crazy, crazy money, like 30X you know, yeah. 25X. So I think a lot of people missed that. I remember seeing 10 of them on eBay, Jesus. 500, 1,000. And I was like, why would I buy this? I wouldn't, I don't collect Pele. Nobody thought that the card would 25X because the card is in, an insane amount of money right now to find a Pele, a, a Pele flawless. But but flawless in general is is, is going up quite it's, a lot, right? Yeah, it's very much. Yeah, very much. But, um, you know, all of his rookies are pretty much unattainable um i think you could still find a, a decent amount of his pre-modern esque right vintage, vintage I guess yeah. not pre-modern vintage it would be vintage you could still find a lot of his vintage cards um i guess lower quality and even rookies, a good amount of money rookies i guess the cheapest hook you can find for pele is probably like 2k maybe a little bit more maybe a little wow. less okay that's but still a yeah. decent price that's yeah, still, but, but to but have we'll, the history, 
but to, at the end of the day will still be the, probably the worst option you know so if you went for example alifa which is the most uh, i'd say basically the, the the main rookie card for pele a psa one i believe is 20k so yeah the entry point is, wow. is is already quite quite difficult and to add into the maradona conversation um i actually shared this a couple of times already on my youtube I was looking at all the, the, the graded cards for the GOATs, and uh, Messi is the one that have the, the most graded cards. Then Pelé, uh, I'm talking more at, at, PSA, uh, at the PSA Pop Report, not counting all, all the other grading companies, but at the end of the day, I think most people nowadays use PSA. So, and um, yeah, Pelé, uh, Pelé has around... 1k to 1.5k uh, in terms of rookie cards graded Cristiano Ronaldo had 800 which I thought was quite low honestly but to be fair Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo only have two two rookies mm -hmm. uh, Maradona was like 200 300 so even in terms of the rookie material is the one that they have less graded is the one that is actually more difficult to find graded right now on the market so I also think Maradona is a clear buy for me, of course, uh, if I look at all the other four goods. Even though, again, I actually prefer to collect Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo more because are the players I saw, you know, uh, versus Maradona uh, and Pelé. But in terms of just investing and, of course, no financial advice, I actually think that Maradona have, have much... Have, there is more opportunity on the Maradona market than all the other three guys, honestly. Uh, I... I agree with that. I think Maradona prices are at a level at which people could actually afford to still buy them. Yeah. You know, but to be honest, it's all about psychology. You know, do people want to buy Maradona? Okay. And I don't know if that's an actual, uh, the, the, the general population of soccer. But that, that's a, really that's want. A... That's an interesting point because when when you look at pre-modern uh, and I'm talking <clears throat> Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi, one thing that they have that is super strong is demographics. Uh, people remember them; they are still playing, and they will probably be very. They will still be relevant in the next 10, 20 years because people will remember the, the these guys. Maradona. There is a lot of people like me and you that never saw Maradona play. Same goes for. Pelé. And other thing that I would say, even to, to add in, into the conversation, is Pelé and Maradona is actually similar to Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, in the sense that there is a premium for Pelé versus for Maradona. So people in the vintage market, the Pelé market is much stronger than, than the Maradona one. Do I think that makes a lot of sense? Honestly, no, because I think they should be much, much closer. But that's the reality right now we have in the market. Same with Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi. Like, like you said, seems like Messi cars are getting quite more expensive than, uh, than Cristiano Ronaldo. If you want to buy a Prism, uh, I don't know, a crazy number, uh, low numbered one, you probably pay more for the Messi than you pay for, uh, for sure. the, the Cristiano Ronaldo. And that also happens with uh, with Maradona versus uh, Pelé. So, again, maybe as a value investor, you think, actually, I find more value on Cristiano Ronaldo and on Maradona because I think they should be much closer to, to, to their rivals, if that makes sense. And um, at the end of the day... I don't know the answer for sure, but in the case of Maradona, I actually think Maradona is is probably the goat that feels more uh, underappreciated. I better saying, oh, hundred percent. And I think he 
as as an American, I could speak as an American, I guess. When I learned about Maradona, I learned about um, the negative side of him, maybe before the positive side of him. So I always learned about the drug testing in the World Cup, how we got caught. And I think that was always, you know, like they say, the first impression is the last impression. So a lot of the things that I learned about Maradona weren't the best as far as his life goes. And regardless of what he did on the pitch, it doesn't matter to me because what I learned about Maradona was that he was uh, a drug abuser. Um, basically, he wasn't the best. He didn't live the, left, the, the best lifestyle. And that has nothing to do about him being on the pitch and performing as the greatest player of all time in some people's eyes. But um, I think the psychology behind collecting somebody, you have to take in the overall. Oh, for sure. You know? And uh, like somebody like um, whoever that uh, Greenwood, Mason Greenwood, right? Oh, Everybody loved Mason Greenwood, but he did something unimaginable. His card price isn't done. I mean, he's never going to step foot on the pitch anyway. But let's just say he was to do something and that's it. He's done. Like so, it it does it does take more than what you do on the field to collect a player, and I think what Maradona did off the field kind of hurts his card prices because not a lot of people even like the person that they saw, they learned about. They don't like him as much. You know, Pele never did anything wrong, at least not in public, right? Maradona did. Maradona did. And in a way, I think that hurts his the 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 population of soccer collectors would stay away from him because they have that negative thought in their mind where Messi and Ronaldo so positive what they do on the field, what they do off the field. A lot of people want to be Ronaldo off the field. But John so, I, I would disagree with you a little bit on that, just for one thing not disagreeing is probably even a strong word it's just i think you make good points but i think all the let's focus on these four guys all of mm -hmm. them have made bad things in the past Let, let's be real i mean there was uh, allegations for cristiano ronaldo tax fraud for Messi, also tax 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 fraud for uh, cristiano ronaldo Pele, if you look at his history, is not as great as people think. The Maradona one was more. I don't know a bad thing about Pele. Uh, Pele, has... I've never. I maybe because I've never searched. I've never looked around. But if you could tell, I mean, no, yeah. As no. far as I've never heard a bad thing said about Pele. For example, that's, even that's... even recently, Pele had to make another um, D -D DNA test because it seems like there is another kid. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm trying to say yeah. is, and at the end of the day, I, I, I would be honest with you, I don't even care that much. But yeah. at, at the end of the day, if you look real deep into all of the, maybe Maradona is the worst, you know, but all the others are not gods in that sense, you know. But okay, yeah. One thing saints. that I, they're not saints, not <laughs> saints, basically. Yeah. One thing that I always have in mind, and this is me, I'm fine if people disagree with me on this. I care about what they do on, on the pitch. Um, mm -hmm. I know some people will hardly, oh, but they are idols for kids, etc. Look, it's not my personality. If Maradona was really good on the pitch, that's how I like to, to remember him. There is actually um, 
a quote in, in Argentina that they say this. Um, basically, is no matter what you did with your life, uh, Diego, in this case Maradona, matters what you did for our life. And I actually yeah. look at things that way. I mean, Maradona ended up inspiring a generation in, in Argentina. Uh, Maradona, Maradona political views, again, I know a lot of people disagree, but there is also a lot of people that admire that, that he was a, a big fan of Che Guevara, a big fan of Fidel Castro. And again, a lot of people... That's crazy to me, to find that information out. Yeah, but a lot of people like that. I don't even know, oh, I, I like, I hate the left, I hate stuff like... But some people love it, you know, and especially in, in poor countries, this idea of uh, um, we, the, the people have the power, we need to change the system. Maradona was a lot of that, even in terms of football. And Maradona honestly was correct in a lot of things. Maradona was one of the first guys calling out FIFA. He said Blatter and Platini, all of those guys are 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 really bad people. At the time, people thought oh, Maradona is crazy. Actually, <laughs> years later, he was right. Maradona was kind of right, you know. So. Again, there is a lot of things to love about Maradona personality and a lot of things to may not like. But in terms of a player, do not get much better than, than him. You of know? course and, not. And that, that's why... And look, let's say there is some scandal with Messi because that can happen. That's the reality. For me, and I'm being honest with you, I unless it's something that is so, so bad that you, you kind of need to, to really rethink. But look, again, the example of uh, uh, tax fraud. Maybe people disagree. I don't care that much. I think probably yeah. probably most players are doing that also. From, from what I heard, from what I heard, because I work with a lot of Spaniards, is that they kind of do it on purpose, mm. and they don't pay their taxes, and then when they get caught, they pay a fine. Instead of paying the taxes that are owed, they just pay a fine. So if they owe forty million dollars in taxes, they pay a ten fifteen million dollar fine. That's so they end up paying less. So I th I'm not saying that's 100% accurate, but I heard that that's basically what they do. They don't pay their taxes. They get, you know, charged with tax fraud. They don't go to court. They settle out of court. They pay the 30% oh, could, could be of that, what yeah. they would. And then they end up just saving money that way. So a lot of there's a lot of tax fraud going on in Spain. Uh, what do I know? But that's basically yeah. the rumor that I heard. About, no, um, no, for sure. I mean, it's it's yeah. just we, we are talking for for fun. Yeah. We, but at the end what of you the, were saying about like topic, <laughs> of course, of course. And what were you saying about um, personality? What you do on the pitch? What you do off the pitch? If this was a soccer channel, we can talk about just what they do on the field. But this is a soccer card channel, and people invest their whole their, Good point. their money into. Good point something whether it's i'm not an investor i hope my cards go up if they do that's great if they don't that's fine too i hope they don't crash because that would suck but i hope they kind of stay around the price that i bought them for and that's fine you know but um if people are in, are putting their money into something they want it to be in as a secure of a place as possible and i think you know, when I say buy Maradona, I think his prices are very cheap um, compared to uh, Pele. As far as uh, I would say sell Ronaldo, because I think Ronaldo's market is just had way too many cards. I mean, the recent, I think Impeccable came out with more 
Manchester United Autos. And when they first came out, I was like, oh, awesome, Manchester United Autos. I've never seen those before. And then they came out again and another year and another year. And it's like, oh, this is the fourth edition of Manchester United Autos and Ronaldo. What card is even special out of the whole bunch, you know? Yeah. but So that's... how could it possibly continue to stay at that price point or go higher if they just keep on producing more and more and more? It's kind of like printing money. Like eventually everybody's going to have an all, a Ronaldo Auto. Nobody's going to want to buy any more new ones, you know? So basically, uh, as far as Maradona goes, I think his autos, I don't know how many sticker autos Panini has left, but it seems like they still have quite a few more. But his on-card stuff is special. I would love to buy an on-card auto of his. After doing my research before this podcast, I would definitely buy one now based on what I've seen him do on the field. They, and it's kind of taken away from they, his they seem really that difficult. I have. The on-card? Yeah, on-card. Seems, seems really yeah. scarce. So. Uh, I mean, I'm sure whoever's selling it is not going to be selling it for cheap anyway. So... But if I, I was a Ronaldo, let, let me say one thing. Actually, a little bit out of this topic, but related with the autographs, etc. Man, one thing that people will realize, and I know this is another take that some people may not like what I'm about to say, but I think autographs are really, really overrated, honestly. I think what, especially the the, the on cards, maybe they are. A, they are actually they could even potentially be undervalued if you look the, the prices versus the stickers etc oh man but the players are signing more than ever so for a long oh, yeah. time autos in cards for soccer even stickers you know oh is impossible to find because soccer was not even a market but in the next two three five ten years oh man a lot of a lot of stuff will leave the market Cristiano Ronaldo have autos in any product you can imagine Everywhere. Messi Messi same thing so I mean I think autos that's why I, I when people and it's fair to say that's not my market is I'm more a vintage guy to totally fair to make that argument against me but I would say one thing even if you want to to enter the the autograph market etc Focus in especially just because a card have an auto does not make that card special, in my opinion. Focus on cards that, first of all, the card is special, and then there is an auto that makes even more special. At least, is the way that I look at things. I mean, flawless, very expensive, but is a very important set, is iconic set. I love that. Um, tops chrome, the, the, the red Messi with autograph. I think that's mm -hmm. an important card for Messi. It's the first Topps Chrome. It's the first time you end up signing for Topps Chrome. So people just... And there is so... Again, maybe it's a shot. Top Stadium that got released recently. Or Topps Merlin. Honestly, I don't care about the Messi out on that set. I think it's a cool item as a collector. Don't get me wrong. But if you are an investor, I don't even think that's a great buy, honestly. Because what makes that card that special is not the first top stadium. It's not the top, the first, even the first year for Tops Maryland. So I don't see great things related that can, again, if the market grows, everything can grow. And in that case, fundamentals are out of the window, especially mm -hmm. if, if we see some type of mania that like we saw in 2020, that everything went up. That can happen. And what I'm saying could be totally wrong. But if the market stays flat and actually goes in, in, actually in, into the, the other question that um, you seem very um, 
cautious about the state of the market, that you, you actually believe that we, we can go in a downtrend. And I would love to know your thoughts on that uh, a little bit mm -hmm. deep. But I think the autograph market is seen, it can go into that logic. I mean, autographs that have that are parts of sets that have no lineage, no collectors for those sets, just because it's a messy auto. Well, again, 100% that there will always be some value because of that. But there is a scenario that if you pay a premium for that, you can regret in the future. I think the the ultra modern, messy autographs that you see coming out today are just going to be a dime a dozen, as they say. I think they're just going to be um, just out there, unimportant autos, as crazy as that sounds. I think they're just going to be basically exchanging hands or maybe somebody like a collector would uh, just love to have one autograph of Messi and find that $800 or $1,000 auto and he sees it even if it's a sticker and just just he has that one maybe it's somebody who's not a huge collector doesn't have a lot of money and you know doesn't want to spend three four thousand dollars on a Messi auto he has that lower end autograph so I think it's good to have these lower end autos out there because not everybody is able to afford no dollar auto of Messi. so i think in a way it does have its place no great uh, i think the more collectors there are the better for these lower end autographs i guess no no you are completely correct on that and again a new kid entering the hobby cannot buy a top scrum <laughs> exactly. auto or yeah. even or even any auto on top scrum 2017 because those cars are or super expensive i totally to, to, totally agree with you but again if the market keeps keeps uh, correcting if the, and this can very well happen in the next two three years i mean we know that uh, we are kind of in, in a recession already so things can mm -hmm. get really bad in the short midterm no doubt about that and that's the stuff look people that are buying the flawless stuff the the prism uh, um, and actually know you have a couple of messy prisms i'm not talking about uh, autos um, but cars that are super iconic I'm not I'm not afraid of you, you know, in the sense that I think you will be fine, honestly. I think maybe, well, can I tell you that next month your, your cars are down or, or not? No, and if the market keeps going down, there is the most likely scenario will be that your cars are down. But I think long term, you are totally fine. A lot of product nowadays, and Messi, to be fair, is not even the best example because the Messi market is... Is, is a special market no matter what, since he's, he's one of the players with, with, with the most collectors. But even if you go to these new kids that people are speculating, uh, Pedri have so many rookies, Bellingham have mm -hmm. so many rookies. I, look, I, I love, I, I not I would love, probably, probably strong, but I like to watch Barcelona. Because the only team I love is Benfica. That is my in my country. But I I, I like to to watch Barcelona. And of course, I mean I, I'm no different than the other people. I also think Pedri seems like a great player. Could remembers me in Iniesta. Could be uh, the the next big guys. Who knows? This is possible, of course. And I would love to have a rookie cards for him. That uh, I would think okay. Like you said, I don't even want to make money with the card. I just be okay mm -hmm. if at least, you know, I'm not paying 1K for the rookie <laughs> and one year from now is $100. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> because it's, that yeah, yeah. that can actually happen. So yeah, what I would want is I, I would love to understand what is the set I need to buy because people tell me, oh no, buy top Chrome and you are fine. Then there is people that tell me, no, 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 you need to buy the Prism card that will will become for and there is other other people, no, no, you need to buy a patch out of Tops Museum, something like that. Mm -hmm. So even if you want to invest in all of this, not player associated, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, these crazy writings in the back they confuse you so much so they kind of and don't the, know what you got that that's another thing that i don't understand why even put the patches if he's not player associated i, I don't even get and, that and we all fall for it too we yeah. all fall for it we all know it but you see that patch and you just think it's something special and people pay well, a premium still it's insane and i get sucked into doing that sometimes and i'm like but it's a patch and then you look not you know play a warn and you just think is it possible that he or and it's just it's it it's the whole psychology behind sports cards man yeah um i wish we had a like a real psychologist also that's into sports cards start a channel and just talk about the psychology of sports cards because i think that would be huge um the psychology of sports cards you know i think it would be a great a great path to take no, yeah, and and just let, let me just finish this. But in the in the in the in the case of Pedri, I don't even know what rookie card I should be buying for him. You know that's True. and yeah, and I've that's, heard you say that many times. I mean, and the, I've you may have an opinion. I may have an opinion, but I, I can guarantee that other people will watch it and say, no, 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 that's that's not the the card for Pedri. So, and for Messi, let's be real. You know what card you need to buy if you want to enter the the Messi rookie market. Messi Everon Biz is is the most uh, popular card for Messi. Then you have the other seven rookies that the market also accepts uh, very well. You know, so and when people ask me, oh, why you like rookies so much? Honestly, for Messi, it's quite easy because the more cards they make for Messi, the more the rookies become because those will always be the first cards ever made for yeah. for Messi. So perfect way to look at it. Yeah. You know, and, and, I, I... and uh, so sorry, uh, even the, no. the top scrum, because we ended up talking a little bit about top scrum, the top scrums uh, to phone 17. Again, I will say it, I say this multiple times, not my market, but the more modern sets, the more top scrum uh, comes to the market, more specially the, the first release becomes because we'll, mm -hmm. we'll always be, we'll, we'll always be the first, basically. And being the first, like, like you said, is, is a lot of, there is some psychology around this, you know, oh, this was the first release. This was the first prism, the first top scrum. We we went things that are relevant and then they're being first for certain player, for a for certain set, etc. I think uh I I I think that the prism has kind of been forgotten about. The 2014 prism, I mean because they don't really make them as much and you don't really and maybe that's a good thing for long term that's and another that's point, a bad yeah. thing that's a bad thing for tops chrome because um i started buying some uh tops chrome 2018 19 20 only because i like to have let's just say i i kind of get suckered into buying these cards in a way as much as you know i want to buy everything that's associated with messi uh i want to make my psa registry which um number four in um Congrats i want to try to get thank you i was number two and then uh my friend will just took took first place with uh he's at like 46 percent right now 
And uh, so I, I'm big into the PSA registry. So anything that I see associated with Messi and PSA that I don't have, even if the card is unimportant, sometimes I still buy it just to put in my collection because it's still a part of his masterpiece of, you know, uh, John, and, and that's everything and that's... that I need. And that's amazing because you are a collector, you know. You and you said I'm not an I'm not an investor. I'm a collector, and I admire that a lot. Again, to be fair, we all try to to make good purchases at the end of the day because money is money, you know. But uh, of course, I, yeah. I, I I love because I also buy certain cards for Messi, for Cristiano Ronaldo. That I think. And this is not even <laughs> that great of a buy, but <laughs> not that smart of me. I don't have this in my collection, and I, I would be fine uh, having this. So I, I, I honestly admire that a lot. Honest. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think what I did, what I'm glad I did, I'm not only it's not only what I did, but I'm glad I did it, is for about one year, I didn't buy any modern cards. I focused primarily on pre-modern. So. I have every single one of his rookies. Um, I upgraded. I sold some. I upgraded to PSA nines. If you have cards with you, and if you can show, it will be great. You know. <laughs> I actually have some. Yeah. Um, I don't have his rookies because I figured if you want to go see a, a a rookie, everybody knows his rookie card. Everybody sees his uh, Campio. Campio. I mean, there's so many on um so many on ebay so uh let me just grab some so I'll, i'm gonna start with and i'm glad i i found this one this is the first one um that we can talk about because i want to talk to you about what is his true rookie now that we're on that topic because i think it's a difficult thing to a difficult question to answer. Obviously, it's the 71 best because that is what everybody agrees on. And if everybody agrees on, then that's his true rookie. The same thing goes with uh, Mickey Mantle. What's his rookie? I think a lot of people would say the 52. And some people would say 51 Bowman because the 51 Bowman came out before the 52 tops. So what is his true rookie? Why is the 52 tops worth more than the 51 Bowman? The psychology behind the card is the only reason because in any other person uh the, the first card that comes out like pedri has, has like seven cards come out in the same year so it's very difficult to pinpoint what's going to be his true rookie at the end of the year at the end of the, at the end of the day no oh, pedri a crazy amount um exactly so um so, the, so the... in my opinion okay not because I have, I think his 71 best is his true rookie. But when you say true rookie, I like to put this way is the main rookie, you know, the, true, the main rookie. Because if you say true, seems like the others are, are not are, are fakes or stuff. But you, you know what? I also like to say that you said it like that. Um, can you say that Mantle has two rookies, a Bowman, which is one product, and a Tops, which is another product? John, but correct me because you probably know more than me even on this one. I think the reason the 52 uh, mental, mental is so expensive is because it's, a, it's actually the first top set uh, for baseball. So that's, a, if you think about that, that's historical, you know, even if the 51 yeah. is, is one year uh, earlier, 
I also understand why people, and by the way, the photo is amazing. There is a lot of things to, to, to be fair, but I think the set being so iconic for baseball makes that card more desirable for, for Mickey Mantle, basically. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, the lineage behind the top product yeah. that I think helps the cause. But, uh, you know, when you say rookie, was in from 51 and 52. Well, the same thing goes with Jordan, the, the 86 flair. Exactly. It, it is not his rookie. It just, the product came out in 86. Jordan, Jordan was playing for a couple of years already. Pelé, Alifa Bologet, the, the, the most famous card for Pelé, is not his rookie. Pelé actually have cards on 57 that are very difficult wow. to find, by the way. Mm -hmm. But the, when when we talk about uh, this type of market, especially vintage, to, to be honest, I think we instead of rookie, we need to start saying rookie material. You know that uh, it's not uh, this is the rookie version. No, all of them are kind of rookie material. Are still super early in his career. I think that's a little bit more fair. Messi, I agree, is a bit different because you actually know all of them are 2004, uh, 2004, mm. 2005 season. Um, I think the Messi Vron Bees is the most is the main rookie for one reason, especially because there is more history around that card. Collectors have been chasing that card for longer than the others. So there is almost a lore about the card. People recognize the card much more than they recognize the other the other rookies. I also think Mega Cracks, in terms of product, is better than the other ones. You know, but Mega Cracks was, yeah. was almost a premium set in Spain. So there is that. And um, this is something that people may not know. The Mega Cracks uh, Seven Bs was actually released in 2004. And for example, the Barca Campion cards end up getting released in 2005. They are still for the season 2004-2005. But if we, we want to go with this logic through Rookie, the 2004 cards are a little bit more, more real in that sense because they are actually yeah. 2004. So... There is a lot of things in the plate, if that makes sense. But um, I love all rookies for, for Lionel Messi, being honest with you. I also think in terms of picture, the 7 on base is the one I may like the most. But even that, I, I may change my opinion <laughs> uh, weekly, you know. So The 71 base is never going to lose its, you know, the, take the number one rookie. It's magic, own. you know. It's almost a magic it's, card it's in the It's never going point. to... It's never going to lose. People are never going to lose a desire to want to buy that card. As much as it hurts for me to say this, um, I actually had sold mine at the national because I think it was time to let it go okay. to take that money and into other cards. And I'm guessing everything is guess that the mark the, the the market for that card is going to continue to go down. And I think there's going to be a better buying opportunity, which it's funny. I just used that term because we're going to, that term is going to come up later. There's going to be a better buying opportunity later on in the future for a better grade for a cheaper price. That's okay. how I feel. Totally yeah. fair, honestly. I also mm -hmm. sold a couple um, last year. Um, I bought one, uh, let's say, three, four months ago. So look, at the end of the day, we are collectors. We always went to 
to to upgrade our stuff to 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 have a, a decent uh, because even as a collector you need sometimes decent AZ points. I mean, okay, I'm this is the this is the time to actually move this card. Maybe in one year I I look I look back because I do that all the time and I don't think there is anything wrong with that honestly. For me to be able to sell a card, I have to be able to be able to find it again. So I would never sell a short print card. I would never sell something that would hurt to have to be able to find one. Like I would never, it would, it would be difficult for me to sell a card. But when it comes to the messy 71 bis, there's a lot of them. Low grade, it's available. high grade. It's available anytime I want if I just need the money to buy it. So that's as simple as that sounds. You just need money to buy it. It's not impossible to find. Some other cards are impossible to find. It might not be as expensive. And those are the cards you don't want to let go. The ones that are very, very rare. They might not be popular, but as far as me having them in my collection, I don't want to lose the opportunity to not be able to buy this card again. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I was able to get rid of the 71 bis without feeling that pressure of, am I ever going to own this card again? And I told myself, of course, you can own this card again. It's the messy 71 bis. I don't think it's going to skyrocket up like it did in 2021. Um, I think it's going to, it hasn't even leveled out as far as I'm concerned from the top. It's still continuing a downward, you know, the projection is still going down little by little by little. I think yep. uh, a lot of people own mid to low grades and they're probably happy just owning the card and that's great i think a lot of people that bought those higher grades for really exorbitant prices might be regretting doing so you know they were buying psa nines for seventy five thousand dollars, which is i mean now it's probably in the twenty thousand dollar range no, so, I don't know. I don't know exactly, but yeah, it, it's, it's down a lot. roughly around. It's, it's down a lot, and uh, I'm glad I got in earlier than the the average investor did, and I was able to get out of it with not losing anything. I still made some money, and I sold it kind of low, below average, and what the cost was now. Yeah. So, um, so some of these cards I'm about to show you, they're not very rare, but. You know, they're special to me. One of the questions I was asking you before about what is your rookie is because I have the Monday Chroma, Monday Chroma which is in PSA's term, uh, or PSA website is the first messy card. So one of the great things PSA is they, uh, they show you the actual, maybe not the years, but the timeline. So this one was his first printed card. And I know this is in, in his Barcelona B uniform. So it might not necessarily be the most okay, uh, but <clears throat> wanted card. Okay, let me say one thing, and this will be kind of shocking news for a lot of people, uh, even mm -hmm. for you probably. I'm working in a video that I will show the timeline of Messi rookies, and that's okay. not and that's the Mundi Chrome. By the way, I made a video one year ago that I also believed that was the first card for Messi. It's not mm -hmm. actually uh, the first Interesting. card. So, and by the way, this is something that I'm working on. So I will give a bit of a spoiler for the people watching until now. The first card ever made for Lionel Messi was the Messi, the, the ST sticker. Then was... Really? 
yeah wow. then then was mega cracks and then i think that that could be the 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 third but i'm still working on this to to be fair wow. I, 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 when we, we stop recording, I actually can send you why I, I think is that. I just don't want cool. to spoil with, with the viewers because, uh, because I'm still working. You know, I also don't want to put uh, wrong information. So take everything I'm, I'm saying right now with yeah, a yeah, grain yeah. of salt. But I, I actually think that's not the, the, the first card, but it's a super important card, no, no matter what. I'm going to show you another card. I, I used to laugh every time. Uh you would speak about this card. Um, this is one of the cards. This is one of my favorite cards only because um, it's just you, the way you used to speak about it was, oh, uh, it, it wasn't very, it wasn't very kind. You're not very kind to this card. Okay. You. <laughs> the reason why I love this card is because of the condition that it's in. I mean, it's a PSA nine, it's a pop five and it's not the best image of Messi, but you know, you want to talk about Messi fighting his his drive when he has that ball at his feet. Oh, he's the he's, um, the, sec he's the second year Messi. Mega second Christ, right? year Messi, <laughs> but it's a PSA nine, and you know it's a very very tough card to own in a PSA nine. You know, one thing that it's pop five. No, and he's a great card. I mean, congrats. Mm -hmm. One thing but that I a, like, it's a funny looking card. No, yeah, for sure. One thing that I like about that card is the the player on his back is uh, Patrick Vieira, which is another legend. So I actually kind of mm -hmm. like that, that uh, you have, okay, he's, the most important two legends is yeah. Messi, but the, the Patrick Vieira was also a legendary uh, player. And uh, I just don't like the face of Messi. I know. Well, you know what's funny about the face is he's trying really, really hard. Let me see if you could get that in focus. Yeah, but Maybe come not. on, Panini. But anyway, one hundred percent that better photo. <laughs> it's the lineage of the card is still special, considering yeah. that it's a second year Messi. There's no other second year Messi, is correct? I mean, he no, has this, obviously his Mundo Chromo. Second year Messi, but there is it, two two Mundi Chromos. Uh, the S, the S, 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 I, it's basically. I don't know why I said that. I basically S. have all his two thousand five cards. I didn't mean it like that. But I meant you, Mega Crack. No, like Mega Crack. There's only, only one. Yeah. In 2006, he has like three different cards. Because they start creating inserts for the uh, yeah. for Lionel Messi, basically. Because so I have the Lionel inserts. Messi, uh, know, the, the 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 second year card that I like the most is between that one. In terms of lineage, that's the best one, and I think that will be the most expensive card for Lionel Messi second year. But yeah. there is also, I'm not sure if you, if you have that or not, a second year uh, Mundi Chrome card is, is a green card that have a lot, is, is almost, seems, seems almost a Kaboom card. I'm not sure if, if you know the card I'm talking about. Are you talking about the foil? The foil, uh, yeah. The foil and, uh, yeah, I have done a PSA 8. Yeah, the, I, I, I yeah. love that card. The PSA 9 is very difficult. PSA 9 is very difficult. I have it in an 8. My, uh, there's my, a regular my... and then a foil, yeah. Yes, my, my top grade is also an eight. <laughs> yeah, it's not an easy card to own in a nine. It's very, very tough to find. Yeah. But there, that you can find that card very easily on on eBay. But the fact that it's in good condition is very, very yeah. Difficult. It's condition reality for sure. Yeah, that's uh, the top. I think it's top liga. Top oh, no, the top. No, no, top it's, liga, right? it's top liga. You're correct. It top is top liga. liga okay. Yeah. So this is another cool card. It's a 2006. It kind of reminds me of that Maradona rookie. Oh, this is in a PSA nine. This is a special 
looking card. It's not. Oh, that's uh, a cool one. I, I don't have, you have seen this before. One. I have seen that, but I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no. I, I, I don't have one. I'm sorry. I, I don't see. I don't oh. want it. I don't have one. Is what I'm trying to oh, say. Oh, you don't have one. Okay. But, but these it's are okay really if you don't cool want it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So this is a cool looking card. It kind of reminds you of like the Pog, you know, and it's from uh, 2006. And it's Panini, and it's a really good condition. It's not like a special card, but it's just something cool to own. No, it's really cool. This is uh, this is my my favorite card. It's not the most expensive card, but it's what it's my favorite card to own. I love the blue prism. Ah, come on, that's the, uh, that's a beautiful. Oh, uh, you know what? This is the problem with eBay. eBay puts the sticker on the, so uh, you can't take okay. it off. So I just leave it on there. So that's... the twenty fourteen. Yeah, if you get authenticity, they put the sticker on the back, and if you rip it off, then it becomes that. That's it doesn't become is short printed right to uh, fifty five. Fifty five exactly. No, that yeah. that's that's an insane card. I mean, uh, I card. I also love that, especially because the blue, blue around is looks amazing on the card. Mm -hmm. I I really it like that one. Better. It matches better than, with uh, the blue out of one ninety nine. You have to right. Look at the, I have two. One is a PW. I love this card so much that I had to buy a second one. And I don't really do that. But when it comes to this card, and it's a pop 10, when I saw it again, I said, you know what? I'm going to buy it. Buy it I'll, twice. I'll, that card, I would love to have one in the future. I But it's so expensive, probably. <laughs> it's, it's not cheap. Yeah. But uh, it's one of those cards where I say to myself, it's a pop 10. Am I going to see it for sale again? Maybe, but I don't want to lose the opportunity to have a second one. Um, while we're on the blue pole, so I'm going to show you some Italian players that I love. So these are the blue pulsar. Beautiful guys, man. Congrats. Now, these two together. I love Pirlo and Buffon. You cannot, <laughs> I mean, you got the two goats of <laughs> Italy, and they're both blue pulsar. One's a PSA 10. And one's a PSA nine, but they basically look the same. And the fact that they're together, it just completes the puzzle, you know. So oh, this yeah. is a beautiful combo right here. I love the fact that I'm holding these two together, you know, in the same place, same time is is amazing for me. No, and, again, congrats because these type of you. cards are really difficult to to find. And uh, and Buffon and, and Pirlo do not get much better than that if you love Italy. So if you love Italy. Um, and by the way, Buffon, Buffon is probably the best goalkeeper ever. So. Best goalkeeper ever. You best goal. I think Neuer has. Neuer ever. He doesn't have the. He yeah. I mean, he has a World Cup. Buffon has a World Cup. The the, but, the thing uh, with Neuer, uh, John, is Neuer is still playing. So imagine if Germany wins again. Uh, there I is know. there is still a chance for Neuer, but for now, I I'm still putting Buffon at the best player ever. Of course, best goalkeeper ever for sure. And I feel so bad for Ter Stegen, to be really honest, because I think Ter Stegen's an incredible goalie, but he's just never had a chance to be anything for his national team, which is kind of sad, you know, he's, that he's good, never had but, that opportunity. But uh, he's world class for sure. No, he's not even close to Neuer, but what I'm saying <laughs> is he, he, he is world class. No, yeah, he's, uh, Ter Stegen. He's one of the best, um, no, no doubt. Yeah. So I'll just go with. Um, I was telling you before about how I love to match Ronaldo and Messi. So I bought these 
both flawless cards. Hmm. And to see these two together, I mean, they're both diamond. Yeah. Not that that means anything, but um, they both have the out of 20, which is special. And the images is just incredible. I mean, you don't, you, you, they don't make cards like this anymore. Do, see the both do, you, do you like more? Uh, do you like more Messi with Argentina or with Barcelona? Oh, Barcelona. No, <laughs> no. Now, now that you said that, I've been searching for this card for a very, very long time. Years. I've been waiting for this card to pop up. And I saw it on an Instagram story from uh, Empire Sports Cards. He's from, uh, from New York also. And uh, one of the cards where I had to have it. So I ended up buying this. Okay. Another which is flawless. the match for this. So now these are the two cards that came out in 2016. So you have the Argentina and the Barcelona version. So this is, uh, I don't know if they had card numbers on the side. Oh, yeah. So this is number 15 in the set and this is number yeah. 40. So um, these two together, for me, very, very special. Because yeah, you have both the Argentina kit and the Barcelona kit from 2016. So and I've had this one amazing for stuff. many years. Yeah, yeah. I've had this one for many years, and now I'm able to connect it with this. And to be honest, this used to be the reason why I owned the Ronaldo. So now I'm thinking about maybe selling this, releasing <laughs> this because I have the better match between both Messi's. No, um, sure. These I just acquired, not major. But I still love the look of the zebra. So I bought the, uh, mm. I think this would be a step below, but it's still awesome to have both zebras out of 25 in select. Still so cra crazy, crazy difficult cards to find. Still crazy difficult. Well, this one's for sale on eBay. Um, this one you don't really see too often. I actually like, I was able to buy both. I, I like uh, I like the 2018 more than the 2017. I, I like I don't know or is oh, cards. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, this is select the prism. I love the the messy with uh, you know, he has the beard. You know, that's a different a different look for him. He's a little bit older, more mature looking. You know, yeah, for sure. Um, this one, this is my most expensive card. This is I, I said that the blue the blue pulsar was my favorite because it is, but and this is also one of my favorites. But as far as a card goes, just a pure card, I think the, the 2014 blue pulsar is better, but there is something to say about this where you are not gonna find this card. Well actually, you're not gonna find this card in this condition anywhere. It's only a oh, pop two. Hey, again, congrats. That's there's no thank you. There's no PSA nine. There's no PSA ten. Um, it's a nine point five. It's messy. The center of the card. Um, I love. It. I mean, great, great looking card. I think it's backwards. According, to, I mean, in my on my end, it looks backwards. The auto, but uh, let 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 me see one thing. Gold auto, gold ink. A lot of people that because I I get this comment a lot of time they think I hate more than I know that's not for example I love the stuff you you are yeah. you are showing to me and the only thing I don't like about modern 
is is more even related with prospecting stuff like that because even mm-hmm. for for the Messi market for the Cristiano Ronaldo market there is a lot of great cards to 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 buy and with historical relevance like the the prism the top scrum the, the noir etc so so just to give you a little perspective a card like this i don't know what you would estimate the card value of this at but let me ask you what what would you think just based on just throw it out there if you if somebody came up to you and said how much you think this card is worth andre you're an expert in the soccer card market oh but but the problem is modern is is not my my oh, area okay. of that's fine but but tell me one thing is is numbered out, out of uh this one there's a there's a gold i think a platinum out of 10. this one is out of 40. okay this one is out of 40. so i bought this before the boom let's just say so whatever i bought this for is kind of irrelevant in today's market well it's not irrelevant but um you would never think to buy this card for this for the price that i bought it let's just say whatever whatever the price i bought it for um because it's nowhere near that price today and to think that whatever i bought this card for it's not like a low number we're going with like five hundred dollars it was still a, a couple of thousand but i think uh a thousand people would want to buy it right now for the price that I bought that card for. Let's just say, John, in China, the that mm-hmm. type of card is exploding, and they they are paying yeah. top dollar for, uh, especially on on card autos for uh, mm-hmm. for Lionel Messi and Noir is one of the set that that has been doing the best. Is Noir flawless, Eminence, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So that that's a great card, honestly. Oh, for sure, and like I said, it's. Uh... As far as a true an actual card goes, the blue prism is something a little bit more eye appeal. It has more eye appeal to me. But this, you know, I, how could you compare? Well, is it, which is, one do you like better? Of course, this one is going to look and be maybe appreciated or more wanted more. But there's something about this card that just gets I, me more than. I like the, I, I like card. the prism more to be honest with you. Exactly. Be- yeah. be- for one reason, is a more is a card that you see, not this card in particular, but the the, the base cards you see everywhere, and you have a rare version of such iconic card mm-hmm. that's special. You know, it, it's a more iconic card. And I don't think that that's even debatable. To to be fair, not saying the noir is is also amazing. But it's a card that you don't see every day. It's a card that some people may not even okay. What's going on? Why is why is this card so special? The the prism card everyone knows uh, why is special. Is the first prism is 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 a short print version, so it's a beautiful card. And even the the design actually like like a little bit more to be honest with you. Oh yeah, the design I, is beautiful I, and I, I the love mojo the foil. Is, is nice. That that foil is the mojo. Beautiful. Yeah, no, for sure. So. Um... This is one of the cards I love. It's a cracked ice. It's a PSA 8, but there's no PSA 9, no PSA 10. It's a Black Friday card. A lot of people don't appreciate these Black Friday. And it's an actual, that, that blue prism is a national card. Yeah. It's not even a, it's not even uh, from a, it's not from a pack. No, yeah, but it's still I, I, I'm, a I'm aware. Card. So I don't know how this is going to look. Uh, the fact that, actually looks pretty good in the Crackhead Now, ice. what I love about this card, the fact that Messi is celebrating in this way just it makes the card special you know like you could look at a picture of Messi celebrating but it doesn't really do much 
but to have it on a baseball card, to have it on a soccer card, I'll call it a baseball card, to have it on a, a baseball card, right? It's a great, Messi it's a, celebrating. It's a great photo, no doubt. It's a great photo. And the fact that it's cracked ice, it's out of 25. So I have this in an auto version. And I would sell the auto way before I sell this. I would never sell this card, ever, ever, ever. Why? Because I just won't. <laughs> There's no reason why I won't sell it because I'm a collector and I just don't sell. I would, you know why? Like I said before, I'm never going to find this card again. Actually, I know where I can find this card raw, but that's okay. not the point. Um, <laughs> but I would, but you don't see this card. No, yeah. It's, the fact it's... that it's not on eBay every single, you don't see 10 of them for sale. No, for so sure. That's mainly, like I said before, that's one of the reasons why I would never sell. Um, I got some pre-modern Messi. So okay. this is one of my favorite. Oh, I, I love that card. I love this card. You it know, looks, it's like a before so cool. and after. And this the, and it's a foil, which you can't really see too much in the video. And then this is one of my other <laughs> another beautiful card. Beautiful card of Messi. You know, actually 2014 is when I started watching soccer, believe it or not. Like diving in head first as they say just becoming a soccer fanatic in 2014 so this is the first messy that i ever saw really this was the the the, the messy the first um, mess the first messy that i ever saw this is the first messy 2014 in this jersey is the first messy Oh, the, that the... I watched. Okay, no, no, I get what it's. It's the first Messi I ever watched. First uh, Messi I, I ever watched. I thought you said that was the first Messi card you ever saw. Oh no, like, no, no, no. Oh no, no, no. That's it's a bit random. <laughs> the image of Messi, the the 2014-2015 season, yeah. was the first time I started watching Barcelona as if you know they they won uh, Champions League, I believe, on that year. For they won the treble 2014. Yeah, so it's crazy. they won the travel, and I was also playing FIFA for the first time, and I missed, uh, like a like a fanatic. I was missing a lot of dinners because I had to I was playing online, and you know, one more game, and I was playing with Messi, Neymar, and Suarez, and it was the greatest trio to ever exist. That's that's um, a great trio, <laughs> the great trio, and uh, you know what you said about what. Maradona did for the people of Argentina. Argentina, not for what he did to himself. It's kind of what they did for me. That trio made me fall in love with the game. That's and that's beautiful. Ever since, yeah, and that trio, Messi, Neymar, Suarez, what they did, they played the game with love. They played together. They were best friends. It was almost like best friend playing pickup game, and the three of them were at the top, and just passing and scoring and playing the most beautiful soccer probably anybody has ever seen. That team was 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 amazing. To Messi was the man to be fair, but that and relatedly that I I because I also missed that through quite a lot. It's crazy how underappreciated Suarez is in the hobby, honestly. Oh, I, yeah. Man, Suarez was Suarez was one of the best strikers of this generation. He's a player, and maybe this, 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 this I should not even say that, but I'm thinking about starting collecting Suarez because I think I can get almost everything, even the, the top cards for Suarez are not, are not super expensive. And he's a player that I think, in terms of greatness, I mean, 
Suarez was one of the best strikers in the last 20 years. So, again, out of this topic with Forget Messi. Forget about best strikers, best players. Yeah, best players. I mean, no, he's number no four doubt. in assists. Number four in assists. Suarez, Suarez yeah. playing in the league with Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi and they're winning the Golden Boot. So, I, I mean, know. that's, that's I insane, know. you know. But people... Maybe his personality, I don't know, is also... Well, the on-field, the on field, I think a lot of people just don't like, yeah. you know, he's like biting players on the field, but, which but is in, funny because... But in terms of his quality, I mean, he's, he's, he's top tier, basically, you know? <laughs> top tier, top tier. He's, Crazy. like you just said, he is the golden boot winner with Messi and Ronaldo being at the peak of their game. He actually um, he won one at Liverpool and one in Spain, which is crazy to, to think about. I think history is going to be on his side. History uh, will be on his agree. side. I agree. History yeah. and people getting more educated about the market. People recognize, oh, you know what? Suarez was the man, <laughs> you know? It's... When 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 he leaves the game, I think people are going to look back and going to say, okay, uh, what are some of the goats from the 2010 to 2020 era? Yeah, Suarez is going is... to be... Easily one of them. Without a doubt. That, that I I think there is more. I think Benzema probably right now. Lewandowski, Neymar, of course, Iniesta. But Suarez is with them, okay? is something that people cannot... Uh, uh, even even nowadays, we see a lot of people comparing who is the best, Benzema or Lewandowski. Oh, man, people for, forgot about Suarez. They because Suarez, Suarez should be on that talk. What is the best striker for this generation? If, if you say Suarez, I don't think you, you you are wrong. I think you can make a great argument for for Suarez. But um, again... I would take Suarez over Lewandowski in, any day. In terms of if, quality, I agree with you, honestly. I, yeah. I, I, by the way, I think Lewandowski is also uh, amazing. But... Uh, I guess people forget very quick about stuff, you know. <laughs> Lewandowski is a cheaper version of Ronaldo, I believe. He's uh, just, I think he's got, he's very savvy, but I think he's just a pure number nine. And he's, he's, he, and he makes, I'm sure he's got a ton of assists as well. But if I was playing a pickup game and I had to pick Suarez or Lewandowski first or second, I would easily pick no Suarez. Doubt. And not because I'm just a Barcelona fan. But because of what he can bring, totally, you know, total to the game. Suarez prime, I also agree with you. I think was better than than Lewandowski. The difference was at the time Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo also ended up being at their prime. So it's, mm -hmm. that that's one of the reasons uh, Suarez never. And I saw fighting. a quote. I saw a quote that somebody said it was uh, the only thing that's bad in Cristiano Ronaldo's life. Is the fact that Messi exists? Because if it wasn't for Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo would be the king of kings. He would literally be the most unstoppable. But at the same time, he also says that because Messi exists, it brings him to another level. And so, so maybe and we might not see as Ronaldo as, and, as and, great as he is. And even same for Messi. I mean, even imagine if Cristiano Ronaldo does not exist. There is a chance that Messi is not that this good, you know, because I think the competition between them end up elevating both to to the next level. So it's, it's always so relative to say if Messi does not exist, if eh, nobody really knows. Who knows, right? I, I think yeah. we are very likely to see to end up seeing both uh, for for so long, you know. The, the and like I said earlier in the, in the in the show the fact that they were both able to stay healthy for so long 
made us witness their greatness no for sure. 10 15 years you know uh two cards i just want to show you and that's it um this card is special to me because 2006 even though i didn't know anything about soccer i still was there watching the world cup game and the reason why i look at uh zidane and and i i i could i could actually say i hate zidane <laughs> more than i i've never watched him play soccer i've only seen him play one game and that one game was the 2006 world cup and he chipped buffon i had no idea about the history so i'm watching this game i don't even know what i'm looking at basically when i'm watching 06 world cup and now that i look back and i why i re-watched the game it's special to me because i could actually just watch it from my perspective today versus when in 2006 they you know france scores first and i'm like so what does that mean like how much time is left like what do we what what why is everybody so angry you know so uh so watching the and this is the prism so this is the out of 25 the mojo oh okay so this is the 2018 you don't see this card very often yeah, this card um this card is the mojo version which is out of 25 like i said but there's a ton of these without the mojo so it's kind of like the national landmarks okay where you have the the national landmarks and then 2018 you get the the national landmarks messy which is if you haven't watched the, the mojo version of that national landmarks that's a special card yeah i know <laughs> versus the base national landmarks you know so this is the mojo version of the 06 winning team and uh i was fighting to buy this card off the seller for a long long time and he finally broke and uh i ended up getting it so that's one of the cards i had to really work on and it's a 06 team and uh it's a little bit special to me because of the players that i'm aware of whereas like the 82 you know i'm not really too aware of you know who they were but all these 06 players you know from pirlo Cannavaro, buffon Doti, all those guys that i basically was aware of while i was watching the game in 2014 and this is another card that i love that's this is kind of a booklet kind of our own before and they're both in their 06 i have um a, a few eminence italian cards but this is uh, a booklet basically sealed that's and great. Uh, this is a beautiful i mean if you hold this in your hand andre like you fall in love with the image of this card the the, the way the card is made it's just perfect the autos are perfect they're both in their 06 uniforms kind of our one ballon d'or uh, after yeah, World Cup. that year yeah. yeah and when i learned he was playing for real madrid <laughs> it was kind of like oh really he was playing for real madrid you know i was a little bit naive so when i found that out i was like how is that possible you know his nickname i'm not sure if you know this was pitbull because he never pitbull. left <laughs> yeah the pitbull he, he was yeah i heard he was a fantastic oh, center mid uh center yeah. back was an amazing and one just to give people an idea so this card who knows how much, i don't know how much this card is worth today but yeah, um, i have no idea <laughs> but but he's a, I a bought great this card. in 2018 right after eminence came out for 350 dollars on ebay so it just goes to show you what you could have done 
if you started collecting in 2017, 2018 versus Johnny, starting in 2020? If you want, I can give I can give you a little bit more than that for the cards. So if you yeah. make it happy profit. <laughs> I'm gonna charge you like uh 500 for shipping because I don't know. To Portugal but, uh, will be a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I tried to send something to UK and they wanted like $150. I said, Thank you. Yeah. So uh, really quick, I'm going to show you one more. And it's not a high grade. It's a white prism. But I think the 2016 oh. select is... Wait wait a minute. It's an Did iconic you... card. Wait a minute. Did you bought that from PWCC? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I the, to... I was the Were seller. The... <laughs> wow. Well, congratulations, because I overpaid for it. No, the, the reason I sold that was I was trying to buy it, other wait, cards. Wait, so this is your card? Yeah, that's my card. It's it's amazing wow, that, that look happens. look at that. How funny is that? I wasn't even going to show this card. I look, said, you know what? Let me just throw it out there. I love that card. I, the yeah, white, I love the, it too. The white prism on, on the, the 2016 set. It, I know people love the gold, but it's actually my, my favorite prism. I, I love wow. it. I sold it because... Um, I had a, a, a vault, not, not a vault, I'm sorry, what is the name? A loan on PLCC that sometimes mm -hmm. I do a loan to buy certain cars. Then I have cards selling and I paid PLCC. And at the time I had to pay my my loan. And that was one of the, the, the cards that I ended up letting go just to make money to pay PLCC. But uh, it's a card that I'm trying to find another raw. So <laughs> uh, I love well, that. Listen, card. you know where it is anytime you want it back. You know, uh, I you actually... Call me up and I'll... It's funny that, that you that you even bring that card because I bought a Cristiano Ronaldo with that card. I bought both. I bought Cristiano Ronaldo white prism and Messi wow. white prism. The Cristiano Ronaldo grade is a, a nine five, so it was a little bit in better condition. But it's, mm -hmm. I, I love that card. It's, how funny is that you're showing me? That is pretty card. crazy. You know, you know. I say I, I overpaid for that card because it's the PSA nine on eBay went for about six hundred. Yeah, and I got beat. Right at the last, you know, I got sniped, as they say. So when I saw it on PWCC, I said, you know what? I had to go to bed. I had to go to sleep. The thing ends at like 1030, close to 11 o'clock in uh, Eastern Standard Time. So I put in my my max. And I was like, nobody's going to bid up. I don't believe. Well, I woke up, I won. But I also won with the max. almost coming close to my max, which benefited you. But I think I overpaid a little bit for the card. But you know what? The fact that I have it, I'm happy with. And oh, uh, I, I'm not saying this because well, it was my card, but I really love that card. I, mm. I it's a card that I, I went to, to buy again, trying to find a raw in similar condition or something. But yeah, at the time I just had, had to sell because I had other things to to pay on mm -hmm. on on my account. But yeah, I, I miss that card. And I'm, I'm actually very happy that you are the person getting that because I know you you appreciate uh, Oh, the I card. do. Yeah, that's funny. That's pretty amazing that it, I wasn't going to show it. No, that, that, of, was, that, the, was, that was the highlight, honestly. That, that really is, yeah. You should make this the, uh, the thumbnail, like <laughs> yeah. you said. You know, no, right there. No, that, you know? that will be the, the, the thumbnail. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. John, just to, to finish, uh, and um, uh, is basically the last topic, the unpopular mm -hmm. opinion. I guess we can talk a bit about that, but I guess you, you also end up sharing your perspective quite well that uh, 
e o belief breakers are actually essential to do the hobby uh, can also be a positive for the hobby and by the way i agree with that to, to certain point and you also end up talking about sports radio is a channel that i'm not super familiar i'm aware because <coughs> they they also appear on my recommendations from uh, from time to time um but yes, yeah, sh share a little bit more about why breakers, for example, because I think the breakers one is probably the take that people will be more curious. Because when you think about breaking, there is always the gambling gambling stuff that people say oh, that that could be bad. But uh, and you said that you in the past you also had experience with gamble. So I'm no different. I also gambled when I was a little bit younger. So <clears throat> try to. To share some light on the topic, why why you believe that uh, breakers are so essential? Because you are correct to, to to be fair. Well, I think the most important thing that breakers do is they they open up the products that not a lot of people would be able to open up. So they they take the cards out of the box. Obviously, not just physically, but the fact that they rip the packages and they. They, they find these special cards that are going to hit the market that they probably wouldn't. Yes, would it be cheaper for people if there wasn't any breakers? Would it be cheaper for people to just buy the boxes themselves and rip? But um, what they do is they just open up massive amounts of cards and those cards end up hitting the market one way or another. So I think it isn't important for breakers to break yeah. because it makes the money circulate, number one. Number two, a lot of the cards that are in these packages, these special one-on-ones, would probably not come out until later on because a lot of people will be holding or a lot of people might not be able to afford the amount of money that these boxes or cases cost. So you wouldn't see the cards that you would see today if it wasn't for breakers. You know, I saw a one-on-one uh, Messi Auto Galazzo recently from a breaker. Where was the case? Where was it sitting? Would it have ever been opened if it wasn't for a breaker? So a lot of these special cards that are in these packs wouldn't even see the light of day if it wasn't for breakers. Recently, like we spoke about earlier with uh, Super Trout opening up the Topps Chrome case, that messy auto was sitting in a pack, sitting in a box, sitting in a case, doing absolutely nothing for nobody. Where, in, in a, where was it? Like, was it sitting in a garage? Was it sitting in an attic? Was it sitting, you know, Close. in a closet? Yeah. Now it's out. It's exposed. Does it circulate news? Does it circulate popularity? Yes. So some people collect sealed wax. I don't believe in it. I believe everything that is, you know, uh, printed in a way should be open. Maybe uh, one box, I personal agree I agree boxes, but... The, the cards are produced so that they could be opened, the packs opened and the and the cards traded or collected, not to just be sitting there in a in the dark for for fifty years, you know? But like, that's problem, not what they're made for. Yeah, but you know why the boxes they get so expensive. Uh for example, um with Super Trout opening all the top scrum, but he's playing a lot of money for... Oh, forget it. I don't even want to know. <laughs> probably the, the, the amount of my whole collection was probably the case. 
I don't know how much that case costs, but I'm, I'm guessing it's a little lot. And and I I kind of admire him to to going in this direction. But if you ask me, if you ask him, and I don't want to to talk uh, without knowing, but I, at least I, I would assume that he's probably losing money. You know, I mean, opening product, especially oh, the, yeah. the way he's doing, is very difficult to. That, that's why keeping sealed product. To a certain level, also makes sense. But uh, I agree with you that breakers they open a lot of stuff that otherwise there is no chance will be will ever see the the, the light of day. You know, so mm -hmm. that's a, a good point that that you made there. That uh, without breakers, probably more probably more sealed product will be kept, basically. You know, and uh, yeah, that's that's a great point. And I think they get a bad reputation. Uh, you know, there are. There's a lot of shadiness that goes on, and that's that's the problem I have. To be fair, not yeah, if, because I believe there is good breakers, you know, that are very fair with prices. That if you get the crazy card, they send you the card, but you know there is so many shady stuff sometimes that uh, they break a card. If the card is too good, they don't send the card to you. I mean, come on, mm -hmm. <laughs> what is that? That's that's so crazy to even think about. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's... I have to give a lot of respect to soccer breakers mm. because what he did, what he did or does or currently does for the hobby for soccer card collectors, the amount of eminence cases that he opened up for people, for really? for his customers. Um, I think the amount of 2016, which I would I would just watch him just open up packs. Just like as if I was watching you, you know, discuss soccer cards. I would just watch him open packs over and over and over again. And he opened up, I don't know, 250 cases of one product, 300 cases. So um, just you got to give respect to the great ones. And the ones that are shady and the ones that are uh, doing things that really shouldn't be yeah. done, like hiding cards or switching packs or doing all those things. And and when they get caught, they should be just completely shunned. They should just yeah. be completely sure. no second chances as far as I'm concerned. Because once you have, once you lose that credibility, once you lose that trust, there is no going back because people are giving you money and it's very difficult for them to trust you again. Yeah. Maybe you have your loyal customers, but as far as new people coming into the hobby, um, I think it's very difficult for people to buy back in after not trusting you that time. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, trust is something that um, super difficult to obtain, but very easy to to let it to let it go. You know? Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, and that's what's special about Sports Card Radio. To yeah, sure, sure. You know, go into that is that they do expose the bad. They're not just, you know, they're not forgetting about all the good in the market, but they they want to expose the, I don't want to call it evilness, but what what else would you call it? Uh, they want to expose the bad people in the hobby. And those people aren't happy. So it's very difficult for these people to show their faces and be on video, you know, be on video, show their faces and to expose the bad guys. It's not easy. So I think they have to get a lot of respect for doing so, you know. Yeah. Um, 
I believe I saw a couple of series because at one point they, they end up getting quite popular. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes what I do not like, and again, I don't know them very well. I just think that um, because at least I, I want to put my, myself in a position of a person that did a mistake, you know, I think the first the, and there is levels of mistakes, of course, of like, course. Like, like you said. But sometimes I think approaching the person per, first, talking with with is probably the the best route. Just you know, because if you make, uh, I actually I believe the video I saw about them was them talking about sports card investor that uh, he speaks uh, in cards are, have been awful, but. I mean, they are probably correct, but in the other end, I mean, we are in a down market, you know. Is this, uh, I mean, I, I know, like, what you do know, you expect? Everybody's been wrong. Exactly. Everybody's wrong. My yeah. picks end up being wrong. Your picks probably end up being wrong. So it's, and when everything is going up, and I'm, I'm not even talking about the sports cars uh, ready to, to be fair, but even other YouTubers, will they also be making videos? Oh, this guy is actually very correct. I don't think so. And that's where yeah. I, I got the problem, you know. So when you, you do you do something bad, it's news all over the place. When you do something good, I don't know. I, I honestly it's think it's easy that... for them to bash on people that were wrong telling yeah. you to buy cards in 2021. I was buying cards in 2021. Does that make me an idiot? No, that just means that's when everything was high. And you know, what are you gonna say? I'm not gonna buy cards. When everybody else is buying cards, it's almost impossible to go against that rain. No, and I and, think that's where they get a bad reputation. Is that and they... John, when when you believe so much in the market, you will always be buying. At one point in time, you, you will be buying at the top, but guess what? Mm -hmm. You love so much in the market that you will buy will be buying at the down. You know, so um, that's why timing the market is so difficult. I mean, uh, again, I have no idea if next month cards will keep going down. I mean, looking at the macroeconomics makes sense that uh, the 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 most likely scenario is cards actually going down at least short term. But do I know that for sure? No. So I will be buying no matter what. You know, even if the market keeps going down tomorrow, I probably buy a card. Next month, I mm -hmm. probably buy a card. And, you know, because I also believe a lot in dollar cost averaging in the sense that uh, I don't want to predict if, if we are at the top or at the bottom, I'm buying consistently, you know? Exactly. And of course, I mean, to certain point saying, oh, but don't you care about the macroeconomic? Of course, I also care. I mean, if in my life, if with my family, I cannot spend as, as much money with cards, I automatically will, will affect the market to certain level even, okay, maybe I'm not buying that more. And guess what? It's not even because I don't believe in the market anymore. It's, there is life, there is other other priorities that sometimes needs, you need to, to, to have, basically you need to have priorities with your money and cards are not at, at the top of, of the list. So I, I honestly think this- And I think of, that day is coming. Yeah. For, I no, think that I, day is coming. I really I do think, believe that day is coming. Whether it be Europe, or whether it be in China, or John, whether it be in America, if you unfortunately, want, I believe that day is coming. John, actually, it's quite crazy that uh, this was a topic uh, for today's conversation, because I believe yesterday the Portuguese uh, uh, government ended up uh, announcing the first stimulus check. Um, 
uh, that's and we we know that's not a good sign and i believe more yeah. more country, more countries in europe are also considering that some countries already gave gave people money oh man but that's not a good sign if they are giving money right now they they basically know bad, bad they know things, it's coming bad things are are coming and we also know to be fair i mean everyone can, if, can, can if watch you, the news. If, if if you walk around like this then you don't know what's coming you know but if you have the shutters down and you're perceiving things and you're listening to experts so if i wanted to learn about soccer cards i'm not gonna go anywhere but to your channel so a lot of times i want to learn about finance i'm not a finance guy i'm a union worker so what do i know about finance but not much not much that i learned in college let's say but i'm interested in economics and because That's... i'm interested in economics and i also collect baseball cards and economics affects the price of baseball cards so by learning more about economics i'm learning more about what's going to affect the price of assets in general, whether it be stocks, whether it be uh, housing, whether it be baseball cards, whether it be, you know, porcelain vases, it could be anything. Yeah, no stamps. You know what I'm saying? So, so because I love listening to experts on YouTube, um, millions. I listen to uh, Peter Schiff. He's a very uh, big guy. Um, I listen to uh who else whatever it is other they're not so much economists they're more like uh finance guys that i listen to and they all basically say the same thing is that we're headed for a global situation not so much um no, Michael... i i, I kind of agree with that honestly i mean who knows because things can change so the sentiment on the market sometimes changes so fast that is i mean making predictions is always honestly quite difficult but if i had to guess i also feel that yeah the future is probably not not at least short term i i don't see a scenario where things cannot get more more difficult yeah well i think his name is michael berry he uh predicted the 08 stock market crash they made a movie about him called the big short it was a book that came out so he's coming out again and he's saying that prepare that the market is showing signs of another crash now i don't own any stocks but i do own sports cards that well i mean i have a 401k so i'm looking at that i have money invested in the stock market through that but i have sports cards and i'm going to tell myself okay do i wait to buy the cards what yeah. do i hold and hold off what do i continue to buy now i tell myself in the future when is the buying opportunity right and that's one of the things i mentioned in my instagram story about beware of buying opportunity because a lot of influencers are talking about how today's a buying opportunity but it's also means that the market is down that a card that was once a thousand dollars is now 600 that doesn't mean it's going to go back up to eight or nine or a thousand dollars again that means it's it's on its way down if you buy it for six don't be don't be you know don't be uh don't don't be uh what's the word i'm looking for don't expect it to stay at six let's say it might go down to three 
and that's where I was kind of telling you in my story, telling people in my story, if if you're afraid of your prices, of the card prices going down, if you care more about money than the cards, if you're not a true collector, if you're an investor, sell. I agree. You're going to see your cards go down. And if that's going to make you unhappy, and John, that's going to make you stressed, then sell as fast as you can. John, I agree. And just the fact that that person is having that thought is almost a sign that he needs to sell, you know, because yeah. there is some people that I guess you and me are probably good examples that we think, you know what? I also think that there is a scenario my cars go down, but I don't need to sell or at least in this at this point in my life, I don't care if, if they go down. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the, the, the best scenario possible in this case. But if there is anyone even watching this video that have so much money in cards that they almost feel uncomfortable with the idea of them losing 30%, 50%, who knows? If that money is necessary for your daily life, I agree with you totally. I think is is a is a major sign that okay maybe you need to really rethink what you are doing. Uh, maybe you come back in two years, three years. Who knows uh, mm -hmm. how long this stuff can can go down? But I with that I totally agree with you. And I say a lot of times, guys, if you feel uncomfortable, sell. There is no way of because that's why it's so important. When you when you talk about cards, they are a super spe speculative asset at the end of the day. That's why it's so important to love what you collect because you put yourself almost in a win-win situation. Okay, look, this money is extra money. I love this card. I paid $10. If tomorrow is $8, I'm still fine. Of course, $10 is not a lot, but yeah. this goes for every uh, amount of money that, that you you put in, into the market. So, And the, the, the thing about the... The, the potential recession to be fair we are already in a recession if if you really want to be honest by but, the numbers 100 yeah we are there yeah but um, the the thing with that is um there is still people even on the, on the soccer card community that they say oh but collectibles maybe they are different guys one thing and in this type of stuff you really don't need to be a genius if you let if you have less money in your pocket if you also have less money in your pocket we will spend less there is no way around that i mean it's it's, it's so easy this is very easy to but then there is people say oh but collectibles historical they go in a different direction but that's the top of the top of the top you know it's not your card that is 100 that card probably goes down you know um again if if you are the guy that bought mickey mantle for two million dollars in the last week well, that's different because if you are spending that amount of money in a card, it's probably a very little percentage of your net worth is not exactly. super relevant that you need to sell in the future. That card's not going to go up anymore. It's a, it's, 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 in, in the, in it's almost it's it's a, it's a different market. I mean, it's, it's not <clears throat> yeah. the market we play. Even people that buy cards that are 10K or 20K, that's a lot of money. But that's still not the top of the market. Top of the market is people that is playing millions and millions for for, and even that those type of cars they also can correct, you know, because if people end up overpaying and and if people end up entering the market without the the idea of playing the long run uh, game, they they also can get burned. But it's a different market for people like me, for people like you, for people that ninety nine point 
99.9% of the people watching this video right now, if there is a recession, if there is, if the macroeconomics keep getting bad and bad and bad, of course, we'll see that even we are already seeing, to be fair. Well, nothing is safe. Nothing is nothing. safe, exactly. Nothing is safe. Yeah. And I think when housing, <clears throat> excuse me, housing is the major, is the number one factor of whether people could live comfortably or not, right? Their home prices are steady. Uh, but in 2008, a lot of people lost their homes because they bought high. There was no more sellers because they contracted the debt. They contracted the amount of money that they were loaning out. And, uh, and, and you know what? And I said this in my post also, I think a lot of people buy these cards on credit. And then they end up paying, they sell the card and then they end up. So I think I saw a study where uh, more people have in America have credit card debt than in any point in history. So once people are able to, once people basically max out, I think a lot of these card sales are going to go down because I don't think people are holding ten, twenty thousand dollars cash, and they're going to say, "What could I do with this money? Am I going to invest it in a LeBron James PSA nine or PSA ten, or am I going to hold on to this money because everybody's talking about how there's a global recession coming, a global depression coming?" Of course, they're not going to put that money into the card. They're going to put them. They're not going to put the money into anything. They're going to hold no. on to the money because they don't know what's coming next, or maybe they do know what's coming, and that's why they're going to hold on to that money because it's a very scary future that is upon us, and it's not doom and gloom. Like I'm not a doom and gloom guy. I believe in uh, in the world that we live in, but. It has to be built on rock. And I think a lot of the things that are exist in this world today, based on the amount of money that was printed, I think a lot of it's built on sand and a lot of it's just, you know, the numbers are all fabricated. Um, nothing is real as far as I'm concerned. Like, let's just say comps, for instance, you know, one day a comp could be X amount of dollars. The other day a comp could be $500 less. Like, what is the price of the card? Oh, in as far as... In cards, it's so difficult to to even mm -hmm. try to to predict the next camp. You know, we don't know to be fair. But John, um, just to 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 finish with a positive message because at the of end course. of the day, it's kind of depressing I, talking about this. <laughs> yeah, but but you honestly, I agree with you in, in a lot of stuff. But for example, all the cards that you you showed to to me, I could be wrong, but I think in five years, 10 years, they will be more expensive than they are right now. Why? Because I still believe a lot in the card market. Maybe in the short term, well, in the short term, there is bigger problems to solve right now. But uh, long term, I still believe that the soccer card market in general, if people can afford to hold, if people can afford to keep buying, and that's a big if, I, I agree. But uh, I think long run, the market will uh, will uh, have upward strength, especially for cards with strong rarity, with, with great fundamentals uh, in general. And that's that's the, the most important thing for me. I'm not thinking about selling my collection tomorrow, so I, I don't care that much, you know. I believe long term, every card that I own is basically going to stay with me for a very long time. Um, so I'm thinking about what this card 
is going to be worth when I'm 70. It sounds crazy. I'm 40. I'm thinking about how much is that card going to be when I'm 70? How much is a Mickey Mantle second year, 1953, which is my favorite card, by the way, because I bought that when I was a little kid. I bought a reprint version that I thought was was real. But I was like 12 years old and I bought a reprint of the 1953 Tops. It came out in like 1991 or 1992. So uh, so I'm thinking about how much that card is going to be worth long term. Not next week, not next month or next year. I really believe in 30 years. I want to give it to my son. I'm going to say this is a second year messy. Really? Wow. This is a 2005 in 2065, you know? And that's, so, uh, that's that's the correct approach, honestly, because if you really think tomorrow or even next year, that's you can get really disappointed, you know, <laughs> but if, oh, if you if you uh, have a, a, a much longer perspective like I have, like you have, I think a lot of this stuff, especially not not to, again, when it comes to prospecting stuff, I think a lot of that stuff can actually go to zero and never come back, you know. But cards mm-hmm. from uh, Maradona, Pelé, Cristiano Ronaldo, great cards, cards with great fundamentals. I'm still a big believer in that long long run. So even if you and me had a, a little bit more negative message about the, the short term, I think long term we both agree that the soccer card market is, is a market with, oh, with crazy, crazy, crazy potential. So well, I think what we see coming on the horizon is outside sources disrupting the card market well i think fundamentals of the card market are absolutely uh the the rock solid i think there's interest special soccer to be fair i think soccer because so many legends is soccer still feels very unexplored still feels that Mm -hmm. we can be at the start of something that will be much bigger in in the future i think if if people can withstand what's coming in the near future five years maybe when we start to you know the process of getting everything back to, on track i think they would see a, a good return on their on their cards but i think if you have a collection where the money means more than the cards that's I a think problem in the near future you need to make the decision on what is worth more to you the cards or the money because if the money is worth more than you than the cards then you need to do something about that. It's not, yeah. I'm not telling you to buy or sell, but I'm just telling you if the money means more to you, do something about it. No, if the cards sure. mean more to you, these cards mean more to me than money. And the money that I work for and that I put into them, I, I, I don't mind doing if I have to work to not just for these cards, but as a hobby, everybody's got a hobby and some hobbies are more expensive than others, you know? Uh, what I get out of this hobby, what I get out of collecting Messi cards is special and holding money in one hand and the card in another. Well, money doesn't make me feel special, but holding this card does because it's the first year that I saw Messi play. So when I'm holding it and I'm looking at it, I feel better. I, you know, I feel like a kid again. I love the image it like you know the history behind the card you know and uh and that's what i love about them i love that they're historical pieces especially you know like 
the flawless, something simple like this. You don't see cards made like this anymore. And yes. I hope they come out again with another flawless edition because I think people would jump all over it. I think it would be probably, I, 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 would, I would say 100%, even though Eminence was more expensive than flawless after it came out. But I think a new flawless soccer edition would be just absolutely incredible for the market in general, for the market, you know. Yeah. No, John, I think that's honestly a great message that, that you have there. And uh, I think it's a good message actually to to finish. Thank you so much again to to spending this time with me. I hope you you enjoyed because I also I, I had a great time. Um, and yeah, any final message to to my viewers? This is the time. Wow, what could I say? Um, I I I have to say, when you started your channel, I was introduced to your channel by somebody else. I said, take a look watch this guy's videos he's amazing he's very knowledgeable and i said all right you know i'll, I'll look him up and uh you know you have the the accent my father's uh, from italy so no, the whole accent thing it's almost normal for me to talk to you because my father has the same exact accent but the italian version so i talk to you it's like talking to a younger version of my father so the conversation is very easy for me everything is just and listening to you is very easy um so I was listening to your videos for a long time and I took all the knowledge that you had to offer and I used it to my advantage. And no. I never thought that I would ever be on your show because I was always a secluded collector. I was never on Instagram. I never wanted to be known. I never wanted to show off my collection. I was just, just me and my cards and I would just listen to some podcasts and just listen to people talk and, um, gather all that information and hopefully use it to my advantage right and uh now i'm sitting here talking to you and it's it really is like i said early on in the episode it really is a dream come true because once i started to put myself out there and kind of show off my collection and listen to you and had you, you watching you bring on guests and talk about soccer cards it's kind of like why wouldn't you want to do that if you're in love with the if you're in love with the game if you're in love with the hobby I think it'd be it's normal to want to be a part of that. So being a part of it now is a little bit special to me. And you give me the opportunity to do that. It really um, means a lot to me. I'm really happy that I mean the I the talking podcast the, the, the talking cards podcast is this. I want to bring people that uh, are the daily collector, are people that love the hobby, because I think people that are watching and to be fair, most people don't watch until the end, but let's say there is still a couple of people watching this. Yeah. The reality is people love this type of stories. You know, people can get some type of inspiration from what, what you said, from what I said. And um, we are still a small community. I think, uh, I, to be fair, it's not the first time people say that my channel ended up helping them a lot. Honestly, I just do this also because I really like to, to, to do the, the videos. I really want to share what I believe. Lately, I've been not doing that much content and I, as I did when I when I was starting. But uh, and I'm being more than honest saying this. I I'm just one of you guys. I'm just like I'm also learning and and trying to to improve myself, to improve my collection. And yeah, for me this was a lot of fun, uh, John. Again, gonna say it again, but thank you so much for the time because this was almost three hours, which is <laughs> quite crazy. No way. 
I, I believe wow. so. <laughs> Crazy. I don't know how much you're going to edit, but that, that I can't believe it's three hours. Yeah, honestly, this, it this feels like a me, short amount of time. This will give me a lot of work, but yeah, thank you so yeah. much. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, really. Guys, see you next time. Bye. Take care, everybody. Thank you.